your sanity safe space. The call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Why am I on this Twitter? Do you guys remember Milo Stewart? You gotta look at I do. That really twinky... I, Milo Stewart but I'm was trying a, to remember because female, now, right? Yeah, but now she's got all these nudes up. Was she ever Milo a man? Stewart, as it, I thought she was a biological female trans man for a while. Then, oh, so she got her. She was a chick that got her breast removed, and now she regrets it, and she's a, a lesbian. Is what is? Is I'm that what happened? That's the story arc. Well, it looks like she's doing a lot of porn. Actual porn. Really? Well, I don't see any. D and V, but I ah. see, I, I don't, I don't know. You guys gotta, I gotta, I'll put this in. Where are you? So, it's where Twitter. Are you? It's, it's slash gender thrash on Twitter. Do I want to look at this? Well, yeah, because like you can see her boobs. I, are you sure that she didn't start out as a dude? Pretty sure she's a biological female. Okay. God, this is, is this what my brother talks about? Like women, their instinct is just to be whores no matter what the situation is. Maybe he's right. Before I get too sidetracked, <gasps> I will visit this later, perhaps. Um, it's my wife's birthday. Happy birthday to oh. my wife. Happy Flag Day. And it's also Donald Trump's birthday, if you didn't hear. Is it really? He got arrested on his birthday eve. <laughs> uh, I haven't been following the news the last, well, really since... Really all week, because uh, even though it looks like the same blank white space I was sitting in on Sunday, I am in a completely different environment. The move has been successful so far. I had a little bit of a scare where I test streamed to nobody yesterday, and it was like I was on AOL dial-up from 1998 or something, and I got that resolved. So hopefully we have a smooth stream tonight, but everything is is going pretty well. Other than I've, I've now become aware of Milo Stewart pornography on Twitter. I'm so confused. Anyway. I got to stop. I'm sorry. I have a job to do. It's an important job. Yeah. I don't need to be looking at this. Great story. Compelling and rich. We will have a call-in show as usual tonight as the uh, the stream and the technology allows. So far, so good, it looks like it. Uh, so uh, you guys know the rules for how the call-in show works. But if you're new to the show, there are instructions for how to participate in the description of whatever video platform you may be viewing on. If you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live, of course, you can send us an email question. The way to do that is through the contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. That's where we collect our call-in show questions. And I'm told we have a large volume this evening. So so much volume. We'll, we'll see if we can tackle that. But uh, anything else before we hop into the calls? <sighs> I really ruined my day by looking at this. <laughs> okay. Don't do it, guys. Don't do I, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to look at the... Uh, some of the world's worst things sometimes. I'm not going to check that out. I'm just going to let that one be. Raggle Fraggle, are you there? Hey, what's going on, guys? 
How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Happy birthday to your lovely wife, Matt. Well, thank you. On to her in the DMs. Um, so, do you guys want to talk about uh, movies? Particularly yeah, sure. Movies? Whatever your fancy is. All right. Um, <clears throat> well, I have a problem with your critique of you want a story to be finished. You don't want to have a, a cliffhanger ending. Yeah, um, it's a problem. Yeah, that's yeah. I would say that's a generally fair uh, stylistic choice of mine. Yeah. Okay, why is it that you feel it's so necessary to have an ending to a story? Well, I think it's a it's an offshoot of I want to be told a story, not have to invent a story in my mind. I want someone to do the creative work, not expect the viewer to fill in the blanks and paint the painting themselves. So it's not like I wouldn't say that you you can't have any mystery whatsoever, but when you have I suppose ma- major plot points left unfinished or if you have abrupt endings that don't tie up significant parts of the story i find that to be annoying i I think it's i think it's a disservice to the viewer who is now invested in the story in a story that you didn't complete i think you have a point when if it's a, a matter of they just got lazy or they didn't know what to do and just said fuck it or something along those lines but I'd like to take you back to your old pal Socrates for a, a quick quote. Um, and You're going to bring me... Socrates into it? Uh-oh. Famed movie oh, critic yeah. Socrates. All right, go for it. Yeah. All right. I decided that it was not wisdom that enabled poets to write their poetry, but a kind of instinct or inspiration, such as you find in seers or prophets who deliver all their sublime messages without knowing in the least what they mean. So my point being, these guys that write good stories may not actually know what they're really doing. In short, they're kind of retarded. That I have a huge problem with. They, they write the stories by happenstance and then they're good. It happens a lot. Look at, um, no, I I need writers uh, intent to praise. I don't want luck. I want intent and I want craftsmanship, but it just happens. Like Guillermo del Toro has made some of the best movies in the history of mankind and then movies that were so bad, they're unwatchable. Like sometimes <laughs> like bands well, do the same thing. They just creatively I, shoot their wad and then there's, there's nothing left. I guess there's some truth to that. So like if you hire a carpenter, do you want all of your corners square? Or do you want some that are, I don't know, 15 degrees off, but we'll call it close enough. But creativity runs out. Skill doesn't. Right. Why? I don't know that there are two different things, creativity well, and skill. There's overlap, but creativity oh, like, are. Nobody has uh, a, uh, an endless an reserve. An engineer and a, uh, a uh, oh, what's the word? Architect. They're two different people. An architect oh, yeah, designs yeah. a look and aesthetic, whereas an engineer has to make the bones to hold it all together. Well, but think of the creativity in making those bones. Engineers have to think creatively all the time, even if they're following someone else's vision. You know, it's not it's not as simple as part A fits part B all the time. There's a lot more of like a a roadmap on how to do things than somebody that's inventing a story from nothing. Engineering to me is problem solving. In fact, if you look back into uh, when you get your little Quizlet back in high school of what you want to be, that's one of the things they say uh, is the the main point of an engineer. It's to they they have creativity with an end. Well, yeah. How is how is problem solving not creativity? You have to be creative. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's not. Uh, I'm saying artistry 
is not the same thing. It's creativity without any. I don't know. I, I, I would consider them to be very similar things. You're, you're t- There's you're, overlap. For sure. You're taking a concept yeah, yeah. and realizing it through whatever creative means you have. That might be a paintbrush. That might be using raw materials to construct something. But you're still making something out of the, the means and the resources at your disposal. Yeah, but there's something. There's like a... What do you say? Help me out. I'm a big retard. A lot of this stuff. But but there is that element of like a truly creative person. This is, you know, you see this uh, with the Chinese. It's a huge problem where there's all the engineering aspect. There's all the all the thought that goes into something, but it lacks that that human artistry. And that's the difference between a good artist and a great I just don't want it to be. I know that this is the extreme end of what you're saying, Regal, so I'm not trying to dismiss the entire point, but it's like if you if you p- throw a bunch of paint against the wall, eventually it's going to have some form or figure. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you had skill or creativity in doing it. It means that one of those happened to be lucky in creating a semi-interesting image. Yeah. Well, I no, want someone is, with the, the, in- the intent and the skill. This is, well, yeah, this is why Pollock point, is worthless. Well, to the point that you just made, Matt, you can throw shit at the wall and make something out of that. But then that's where you had a lot of creativity without the skill. You just happen to, you know, fill in the blanks. if you. Uh, as it yeah. There's probably some, some, I think to borrow truth from both of our positions it, at the same time, I understand why people would be annoyed if the movie was so explicit that there was no, there was nothing interesting, so so clearly defined and explicit that there was nothing interesting to think about afterward. I wonder what the writer meant by that, or I wonder what this line meant, or I wonder what that image represented. So I suppose there's got to be, maybe that's the craft. The craft is is creating creating a story with enough elements to walk the viewer or the listener or the reader through it, knowing that they're going to reach a certain conclusion without it being so obscure or so absent, frankly, if we have sort of that cliffhanger ending where we don't get anything, where there's no, there's probably 50 different theories of what happened and they're all equally plausible because we have no way to verify any of them. Mm. I don't know. I can see what you're saying, but I I stand by my position that I I want to hear a good story. I don't want to imagine my own good story. That's my general rule. I don't know. I love it. I love it when they trust the audience. Oh, yeah. I they saw shouldn't the trust best me. I'm movie I've ever seen. <laughs> no, they should. They should. The audience should be smart and they should be along for the ride. They should be paying attention. Their input matters. I, I, I love it when directors do that. So today I saw this movie that everybody's been recommending to me. And I think it's the best movie that I maybe have ever seen in my life. It is called The Lives of Others. Have you guys heard? Or it was nominated movie? just the other month, but it, it didn't get picked. Oh, really? It was... Yeah mind-blowing it was so good it was like Hmm. maybe a perfect film i even think you would like it yeah i don't know much about it i in fact i don't know anything about it it's about uh berlin before the wall fell and the stasi uh this guy monitoring um he had wiretapped somebody's house an artist's house to see Hmm. if he was actually a revolutionary and how he gets personally invested in um in this artist's life and and turns on the stasi it's just it's just per- it was perfection. I was like, oh my god, Skag would love this. I hope, or I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> All right, did you so have someone any, nominate uh, that? Final thoughts, Raggle. Ah, uh, no, just congratulations on the move and the uh, 
growth of the families on both of y'all's parts and uh, wishing you all the best. Well, you as Thank well. You. I didn't, was it you we were discussing the race previously? The race? Did, weren't we going to have a race for the, the next? Oh, seven? yeah. I did, think, I think we did say that. Yeah. Well, the, you got to catch up now. Although yeah, your, well, your daughter is much younger <laughs> than either of our children. So no, yeah. I am going, nobody should be putting pressure on anybody else to, to make their timeline for having children faster if they're trying to have multiple children. <laughs> no, sounds no, no. Like it's all in God's hands. That's, it's the, yeah. is where we're, our stance is. Of so. course. Well, all the best to you and your lovely wife and your daughter. All right. You guys have a good night, okay? You as well. Thanks for calling. Okay. Next up is Zola. Zola, are you there? Hello? Zola. Zola. I got nothing. You? I got nothing. Okay. Zola, we'll try again in a minute. Sorry about that. I know a fat guy. Are you there? That's a quick. There we go. Can you hear us? What? Oh, yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Oh, hi. All right. What's on your mind? Do you really oh. know a fat guy or are you the fat guy that you know? Oh, I know one. Oh, okay. So you're not even fat. Is it one and only one? You're just one? fat adjacent. Now that we're inquiring, one is it just one that you know, or are there many? Oh, actually, I told you at one point the story of where I got it from. I was trying to name an account, and I asked my friend, and he probably wasn't listening to me, and he goes, I know a fat guy. That's where the name <laughs> Okay. Everybody's no, names for their, it's, it's so much less in- interesting than you expect. The names, yeah. they're disordering. I thought that was interesting. All well, right. Anyway, <laughs> first... I'd like to point out everyone gets this wrong. If the United States hits the debt ceiling, it's not default. It just has to start working on a balanced budget. So it has to choose yeah. what it pays and what it doesn't pay. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I know you're a, you're a big finance guy. It's a, uh, it's a likelihood of default, right? As you're saying, what in your no, estimation? It's not. Well, I guess no, I'm saying not. people are talking about possibility or likelihood in your estimation. What is that? If it was a percent, let's say that we did not, uh, we did not extend the the debt ceiling or extend the the time frame that we we're hit, working with in this case. Um, okay, here here's here's exactly what would happen. We hit yeah. the debt ceiling. The treasury would have to decide what it paid and what it didn't pay. Mm-hmm. Now the Fourteenth Amendment says all our debts. That's talking about the bonds. Mm-hmm. So the bonds have to get paid, and then she has to pick. Then she, Janet Yellen would have to check, pick and choose what gets paid, what could not does not get paid. Social Security is not considered a debt. Medicare is not considered a debt. They would mm. have to choose. That, that's actually what would happen. So My guess is she would choose neither and pay her friends instead. Yeah, Probably. really. That's what's going to happen. Okay. Uh, also, a uh, fun fact, because of uh, the $1.2 uh, trillion bond sale we just did, our interest payments on the debt are over $1 trillion, and it's the number one budget <laughs> item on the government. That is what annually? Annually. One yeah. trillion dollars annually. <laughs> yep. Okay. And our, so our, our total faster. our total debt is something like thirty two trillion, something like that? Yep. Yep. Okay. So one trillion dollars. So just so I understand correctly, one trillion dollars, you said number one budget item. So bigger than Medicare, bigger than Medicaid. Bigger than Social Security, bigger than whatever wars going on. That's all. It's bigger the biggest, than the military. Yes. Bigger than the military, the biggest yep. item we we spend on. Yep. Wow. It, it gets a little confusing because the uh, Fed owns some of the bonds, but that that's the number one thing. But what I wanted to talk about 
was I got back from Japan about a month ago and I was yeah. just like, what? Awesome. Yeah. And it was, I was there when the prime minister had an assassination attempt. So I oh, was in geez. Poland. Well, I was in Poland when Nord Stream 2 happened. Oh, shit. And so maybe I'm, I'm really getting around. Do you want to confess Ooh. to anything? Yeah, uh, really. Wait, so this this assassination attempt was different than the actual assassination of Abe, right? There was a di- there was a separate event. Yeah. Yeah, they threw a bomb at him. Okay. When was that? I don't remember that. Cuz it didn't make any news cuz hmm. you know, Americans don't care. <laughs> when did it happen though? What? How long ago? What? A month and a half. Oh, so it, pretty I recent. was in Ki- I, yeah. yeah, I was in I was in Kyoto at the time. So how long should we stay? We're going for 12 days. How long should we stay in Kyoto? Oh, geez. Kyoto has, uh, that's where the old Imperial palaces are. And, oh, gee, you could easily, I would say at least, let's see here. You have 12 days. Are you going to Disneyland in in Tokyo? No. People keep telling me to, but I could just, I can't, I can't do it. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm guessing your big ones are Tokyo, uh, Kyoto. Are you going to do Osaka? That, yeah, that's what we're doing. Oh, well, you're not going to go to Hiroshima? I don't think so. Oh, uh, you don't want to spike the football? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's been a while. Yeah, it has, it has been a while. Um, okay. But yeah, it's, it's only 12 days, so I don't know. I was thinking uh, okay. like four, four, two, maybe. Yeah, the uh, Osaka, it's you can just spend a day in Osaka. It's not a big deal. I mean, I, I didn't get a whole lot out of it. Um, Kyoto is going to be the big thing. You're probably going to spend most of your time there in Tokyo, obviously. Right. Uh, I would split time. I mean, it depends on how much. If you like the urban kind of deal, Tokyo is your mainstay. Uh, but if you like history, uh, Kyoto is, uh, is, is where your sure bet is. Okay. Uh, Oh, um, oh yeah. And if you want some advice, yeah, just just get money out of ATMs in Seven uh, Eleven. Don't bother exchanging currency beforehand. You're just going to get screwed. Okay, hmm. okay, that's, that's good advice. Uh, yeah. Do I need to be? I mean, I assume that I don't need to pay in cash like at all. Uh, no, there is a. It depends if you. There is a significant cash portion of society, so you're, you're you should be walking around with some cash. Well, okay. wait, what do you do? I'm a, uh, I'm a rube American who doesn't travel abroad. If you're not paying cash, do you, will they accept an American card of some sort? Or do you have to load some yeah, kind they'll, of card? They'll, or what do you do? Yeah. They accept cards. I was actually surprised that they just, huh. uh, they accepted Discover cards. Discover card is rarely, I, I find, overseas uh, accepted. Uh, they all accept MasterCard, Visa uh, pretty, pretty regularly. Wow. It's if you go to like some of the smaller restaurants, yeah. they don't accept cash. 90% of the people are still wearing masks outside. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah, but they were like 50% of them were wearing masks before COVID. So yeah, that's true. It, it, it's not required, Matt. Okay. There's a couple stores which I know, but I'm required, but it's not required. I just can't stand seeing the masked faces. It's not even the requirement. I just, I can't, maybe I can Why, go who to cares? The- All Japanese people look the same anyway. <laughs> What's the difference? Um, yeah, yeah I, I'm sure I could, I could probably, uh, deal with it if i went to some place that was uh more like more of a nature place instead of more an urban place but the last thing i want to do is walk around some uh dense urban center with a million masked faces that would piss me off yeah you'll be amazed at their mass transit how clean it is and 
be prepared. Like trash bins are not very common. So if you buy anything, you're probably going to have to throw it in your backpack or whatnot. Okay. But it's very easy to get around. All the mass transit is written in English and Japanese. Hmm. Nice. Uh, yeah. And you'll be on a train. It'll be jam packed shoulder to shoulder. And it'll be dead quiet. Everyone is very polite, very courteous, so and very short. Boy, my so you get a good just... view. No one's going to block your view of anything. Oh, yeah. I felt like Shaq. Wow. <laughs> How tall are you? 6'4". Okay, so oh, you're okay. a taller guy, but... Uh... But yeah, so if you're even if, if you're just like an average height American, you'll probably still be on the tall side over there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I met a lot of Australians while I was out there. I was just I don't know what. Hmm. If you go to Shinuba Sky, uh, you got to reserve your. It's best to reserve your tickets uh, online beforehand. Did you do this? Um, there's some modern art uh, exhibit. This like life is art exhibit. What is it called? Everybody talks about it. Hold on. And keep going while I figure this out. Oh, I uh, wish I could. I wish I knew that the museum off the top of my head. Uh, there's a museum in Tokyo which has all the propaganda art from like World War II. Oh, cool. Yeah, I would like to see that. Team yeah, Lab Planets. No, I didn't go there. Okay, but everybody this, talks about it. This museum has all the old thing. It has like things like, um, you know, telling them we can't let the Americans win because they'll... <laughs> Kill all the men, rape the women to death, and tell the kids into slavery. Mm. We don't want Japanese slaves. They've got those tiny hands. <laughs> well, those are good uh, yeah. for stitching shoes, like the Vietnamese. Oh, that's true. Sometimes you need a teeny tiny uh, in, in, <laughs> right. I would recommend in Kyoto, don't go to the Golden Palace, because that's what? the only thing. The Golden Palace, it's the only thing that's up there. You're going to spend most of your day up there. You okay. Can, <laughs> That, that's okay. Why. Noted. I've taken notes on some stuff you said and uh, will act accordingly. All yeah. right. They got a great, they got a great sword. Want, you looking can, for a samurai sword. Oh, can, is okay, that cool. easy to get back to the U S if you wanted to buy one? No. Oh yeah. They ship them. Huh? You, you don't take it on the plane. You yeah, just, obviously. They'll but, mail it to you. But there's no, uh, it's just international shipping. There's no other kind of restriction or anything like that. Well, with what it costs there, the shipping's free. Hmm. Uh, but no, there's no restrictions shipping a sword. Hmm. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for the intel, man. And I'm glad you had a good trip. Oh, one last thing before I go. All right. In July, NATO's going to meet and they're going to discuss Ukraine security. And on the table is conscripting 300,000 more NATO troops and moving troops into Poland, I mean, oh, into great. Western Ukraine. Mm. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait for the <laughs> World War Three. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate it as always. Sure. See ya. Uh, Tom is up next. Tom, are you there? Yes, I am. What's on your mind, sir? Uh, First of all, congratulations to both of you, both for the uh, move and the uh, upcoming uh, family editions. Thank thank you. you I wish I hadn't told anybody. Oh, well, uh, the cat is out of the bag, so to speak. That's true. That cat was coming out of the bag. That cat was coming out of the barf bag. Whether you liked (laughs) it or not, there was no way that was going to be held in. Oh, I thought you were making a vagina joke. Oh, uh, no, it was not at all. I was making a barf bag joke. Okay, that's way less disgusting. Sorry, I made that face. Proceed. Okay. uh, 
I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about Trump, but it seems <laughs> like I guess it's I've read too many thriller thriller novels, too many action novels. I, it, he just seems like a, a hero that that even if he isn't, he's like he's he's an anti-hero that keeps slugging off all the, uh, the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, and I just. <clears throat> I just want him to succeed. I don't know what it is. It, 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 I just want to see, like you've, you've said a couple times, I, I want to uh, see the final chapter. I, I share that. Uh, uh, for me, in describing my own feeling, I describe it as a uh, an emotional uh, desire. And I don't know if that's a fair way to describe yours or not. But that's I share that, and it kind of bothers me because I try to be I, – I, I want to be rational and reasonable – and all of that in every decision that I make. Something about Trump, uh, even though he has pissed me off on matters of policies A, A, B, and C, there's something about the way that the right people hate him that I will always appreciate and love. And there's something about the story that I find so compelling that I really want to see the end of it. Even if I, I know that I know he if he somehow got back into office, he would do a lot of the same dumb shit he did the first time and what not do a us? lot of the stuff that he said he was going to do. <laughs> yeah. But why do we why are we attracted to him still? That's why it bothers me cuz I know I shouldn't be, but I am. You would never let a woman treat I'm you like this. No, well, old me would have, but not new me. I wouldn't. Not new, yeah. yeah. And then it's like I still like am kind person. of rooting for him after this indictment thing even though he's he's totally zog and like I'm not game again to do this. But I still am like, well, but, but uh, he can be nice, a nice guy sometime. He just has his it's, way. Well, it's like, it's, what's the alternative? He's the only, he, I feel like he's the only one who's really going to fight for for the things that, that he and I seem to agree in. On. The alternative is tranny commie collapse. But Trump right, might get you just right. slower no, tranny commie collapse. How can you not? You look at the at the alternatives, and it's yeah. like, okay, I know you think he's the Antichrist, but I don't know. Maybe that'd be better. Did, what uh, he gave his response speech, I didn't see much of it because I've been out of the news for the last few days. But I saw his quote of talking about Jack Smith, the special counsel. I have named him deranged Jack Smith, I think is what he said. The way that Trump just stands at a podium and says, I have dubbed this man this <laughs> this nickname. It's like, all right, deranged Jack Smith is not your... Will be known as. Yeah, it's not your finest. It's not uh, Lion Ted and Little Marco and some of the, the greatest hits. But I just like the style of, yeah, from, from this day forward, he shall be known as deranged Jack Smith. Anyway. All right, so you... So, you are you're rooting for the guy. What uh, what do you think his prospects are in the primary and in? Well, let me ask you three things. What are his prospects against the litigation? Not just this latest indictment, but all the possible indictments, including the one in New York. You think he survives that stays out of prison? Number two, what do you think the prospects are for him to be elected president? You could split that into the primary and the general if you want. But how, do you think that this is going to happen or you think you're chasing a dream? Oh, I don't know. It, it, you know, how many more things are they going to throw at him between now and then? They've already got five or six things going against him. I just think they've, they've got a little conga line of possible, well, if that doesn't work, we'll just hit him with this. And if that doesn't work, we'll just hit him with this. Something's going to stick. Sometime he's going to, 
he's going to uh, find a, a, a an intolerant jury and, and he'll get convicted of something. Yeah. Then we'll try to smear him with that. And you know, we just gonna we're just gonna go the next year and a half, and putting his name in the mud as much as we can and trying to smear him. I don't know. I I just if I hadn't seen politics do stuff like this 150 years ago, I would I'd be really disappointed. But I'm just like, well, okay, history repeats itself. Frankly. I, I should be careful about how I talk about it, I guess. But I'm I'm surprised there has not been a serious, legitimate assassination attempt on Trump. Yeah, yeah. That that's, I would be really I'd be really concerned if they put him in jail, even if they have the Secret Service with him. Uh yeah. Well, and and may you cynically, you might argue some of that is what they're trying to do with. Uh, or at least it's a bonus to them of what they're doing with these indictments and these charges. You have to get the the entry and the exit at these courthouses. I know this latest one in Miami, they did an, they did an underground entry and exit. So perhaps there were additional safety measures available in, in that particular venue. But if you want to be cynical, how much, maybe a bonus of this is, yeah, let's create mandatory public appearance situations for him where he's going to have to be walked around in a vulnerable position and if something happens well that's just kind of what happens when you break the law and after all we have one set of laws that applies to everybody so he has to be just like any other guy walking into the courthouse right except for the other people that we don't we we could we could but we won't uh prosecute yeah well, I'm just going to, as always, I'm going to try to enjoy the show, and uh, it's right, going to yeah. be it's going to be a great show for the next year and a half. I can't wait. <laughs> Anything else All before right, we well, let you go? Thank you very much. Sure. Thanks for calling. And, and take care. And good luck again. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, we are due for a break. No. Seven thirty Mountain Time already. Let's see, uh, over on Rumble, Bert559 says, Hey, my Jagas, have both of you watched The Godfather yet? I had a few things to mention that are not substantial points of the movie. I have not, but as a general rule, I will not discuss a movie before reviewing it because I don't want to be influenced by positively or negatively if I if I can try to keep myself as neutral going into it and before I write the review as possible. I've seen it, so I can't answer this. Well, thank you, Bert. But uh, Sunday and onward, happy to discuss. Laser 47 says, Blonde, Google image search Danish mum belly, M-U-M. For a new image in your head, I'm not sure you want to do that. I don't know what that is, but I'm trying to imagine what it is. Anyway, Addicted to Drums says, Test, it did indeed go through. Thank you, Addicted to Drums. Bert says, I want to know what Blonde thinks about Michael's first wife in The Godfather. I think she was adorable with the cutest face, uh, and I even like her tiny rack. I, sp- I suppose. Michael's first. Oh, the, the Italian one? Aesthetics are probably fair to discuss, right? She was uh, way hot, but she did have small, slightly asymmetric breast implants, which always bummed me out. So Asymmetric? You know, like it was a bad. Boom well, it was, is what you're saying? it was 70s plastic surgery. So yeah. granted, they were like small, very small implants, but they're slightly asymmetric. As in one is bigger or one is higher? What's the asymmetry? One was placed about an inch higher than the other. Oh, one. Huh. 
Uh, that being said, gotta, as far as breast implants go, you got to get the level it. out for that. You balance it on the nipples and make sure. Yeah, totally. I like a small <laughs> natural boob with like a just like five percent sag. Five percent sag. Five percent sag. That's, That's pretty minimal enough. sag. I'll allow it. But uh, anyway, Hottie Twerkman, there's your answer, Bert. Thank you. Uh, Susan Wiki Wiki's dad, Stanley, died of congestive heart failure at his home in Los Altos, California on May 31st. Stanley fled Poland and his mother with his mother and brother in 1945 at the age of 12. He was 86. Susan Wiki Wiki's dad, dead. I did not hear about that. Mm, me neither. Well, my condolences uh, to the Wiki Wiki family. Bert for the also person that sent me this, no birth stuff grosses me out anymore. What is it? It's just a picture of a woman's uh, uh, belly. She was pregnant with triplets. Oh, so it's not like graphic. I, I was thinking it was going to be some weird sex act. No, it's it's grotesque. I mean, but, mm. you know, triplets. Got to fit in there somewhere, I suppose. Mm. Bert says, Japan seems like a cool country. Kyoto sounds way better. Tokyo seems uh, like a shit overrated metropolis. What? Is, I forget, is, uh, is this your first trip that you're planning or have you gone before? I've never been. Hmm. I've only been to Europe a bunch of times. JD1492 oh. says, which act, actor would you cast as Trump in a presidential biopic? Ugh. There's not okay, a lot of... Woody Harrelson, but he has to gain 100 pounds. <laughs> he probably could, and he needs, he needs the wig. Christian Bale can be any president, can't he? Oh, maybe. He played, he played a... What politician did he play? You say what... Tiny. Um, this is not this is not praise for SNL the production because frankly, it's not praiseable. Uh, but whoever the guy is who does the Trump these days on SNL is one it's of the good. better Trump impressions I've ever seen. Uh, not that when he does it, I do find it funny, but it's sort of like going back to the well too many times. Like we get it, you've done this make fun of Trump bit, but man, as far as Trump believability, that guy really has it. I don't know what his name is. We're having some major malfunction on our um, our tippy our our tip. Ah, thing. you know what that uh, I was I forgot to tell you about that beforehand. It's not a malfunction. Other, than, you're seeing a lot of um, tips marked with I, right? They have a little I oh, in the yeah. top right corner. So I skip all the ones marked. All with of I. those are our uh, development guys working on some new features. So oh. just you see where there's a filter. Pop down the filter and turn off show other. Okay. Thank you. And that will uh, take care of it. Um, Thank you for bearing with the uh, production work on the air. All right. Rob, uh, really quick here uh, over on Rumble. Um, Jer- uh, Addicted to Drum says, Jeremiah Johnson, Cool Hand Luke, Unforgiven movie suggestions. Uh, well, thank you. Of course, uh, if you'd like to formally submit, uh, you can... You can sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator in my weekly movie review column, mattchristensenmedia.com, linked on the homepage, which I'm sure you're aware of, but it's an opportunity to shout it out. Thank you. (laughs) Mean Steve, 69, breast implants are weird. It's like palming a bald dude's head. Okay, yeah. uh, Confession time, never even taken a drag of a cigarette, never touched a fake boob. I, I have no idea. I'll take your word for it, but I have no concept of that. You good? Can I've I lived a very pure life. <laughs> except for all the crack. <laughs> yeah, except for that. Uh, Dude, yeah, I made a good. joke the other day at the emergency room talking to this physician's assistant about, he's like, well, the only thing that you're really going to do to hurt your baby is like to do drugs. And then I was like, well, I probably shouldn't be smoking any more crack. And he looked at me like, 
I was like, I'm just joking. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not actually joking. You're the reverse. <laughs> I told, I'm pretty sure it's okay if I tell this story. It's not very revealing, but we had our first ultrasound a month or so ago, whatever that was. I told you about this, how we had this sort of emotionless female doctor doing the ultrasound. Okay, yeah. here is your baby's right arm. Oh, my God. Here's baby's face, and now we're going to look for the rest of your anatomy. Oh, my God, what's that? And my wife and I were like, what the f-? We didn't jump, but we're both like on edge because it's our first ultrasound. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. There's your ovary right there. I, I, it seems like the kind of thing I would find funny in that context, not funny at all. Totally unprofessional. What the fuck are you doing? Really pissed me off. Uh, when I was getting an ultrasound yesterday, the ultrasound tech goes, oh, uh, have you had any um, any pelvic surgery to remove your ovaries? I was like, what? And she's like, oh, there's left ovary. It's just hidden behind your giant uterus right now. Ah, I was like, you have a giant uterus, huh? That's what she said. Okay. Giant uterus. Yeah. All lots of room for activities for uh, for your little baby in there. I guess just the baby's just in there. <laughs> All right. Uh, Matt's wall. I'm blander than Mitch McConnell. Uh, it's, it's true. I'm going to start setting up, you know, more of my set space, studio space tomorrow. I didn't want to get into it today because I thought there's a little bit of work that needs to be done. I thought, what if I'm half done and then I'm going to have a weird under construction space? I'm just going to go with the blank white wall again. And also, what if wrong, the stream, yeah. what if the stream blows up? What if it doesn't even work? Yeah. And it, the good news is we're doing? 38 minutes in, no interruptions it's so totally far. Fine. So, yeah. so far, so good. Um, Greg Williams, blonde, what's your reaction to Lauren Southern's video about the situation with her husband and all that? Personally, I think she's telling the truth. I too think she's telling the truth. Um, you know, we like we get so deep in this manosphere. I'm starting to like really turn against the manosphere because first they started doing this stuff like you shouldn't use shaming language against men shaming language is what they were saying and i'm like you guys sound like a bunch of pussies and then pearl who i hate something about her is just driving me crazy you went from love to hate like that but that's a very blonde because i recognize that she started using her channel as a sexual strategy to like trick guys into thinking she's base because she's too tall to be dateable and she's banged a bunch of black dudes so she's like fuck i want to get married now what am i going to do i better find a way to tap in to like millions of single guys that will overlook these two deal-breaking qualities about this me. is all just a chad harvesting strategy is what you're yeah saying. but she doesn't know she's doing it that's uh. the thing about being a woman like you you have no self-awareness so you're yeah. just constantly doing shit and you don't understand why uh-huh. so even if she doesn't realize that and I don't, I don't think she's very smart so she's like talking to all these guys about constantly about how like she brings all these minority whores on her channel and then tells white guys that like, this is your dating pool, even though it's, it's minority whores from like West London. I'm like, this isn't what men are encountering uh, in the dating pool. And like, I think it's such a disservice to white men. So I hear her all the time, 50% of marriages into divorce, 50% of marriages. In, and so I get deep into these statistics. Yeah. But that includes all marriages, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. If you look at first marriages of white people that were married after 1990, it's less than 10% of marriages that end in divorce. For, a lot of serial of divorcers, serial divorcees. You got to remove all people that have been yeah. married more than once from this statistic. I mean, don't, when you're talking about statistics, don't you care about people that are most like you? I don't care what some black chick on her first, on her fifth marriage. I don't care like what her situation is. Are there how actually, she is. I'm, I'm asking this out of pure curiosity. Uh, are there significant demographic different, like racial demographic differences in divorce rates? Huge. Really? Black people don't get married 
But hmm. when they do, they divorce at twice the rate of white people, Hispanics also. Really? So yes. And so if hmm. you remove the, I care about white people that are marrying other white people that are on their first marriage that are not baby boomers because baby boomers divorce at a much higher rate. So, Non-boomer demographic, key asterisk. Yeah. Yeah. So anybody born after 1990, and you're talking about less than a 10% of divorce rate over 20 years, over 20 years, hmm. that is like nothing. Nobody's telling people that, oh, you have a 90% chance of success in your marriage. Now, what does this have to do with Lauren Southern? I don't know. I mean, uh, I think that what she did wrong was she married the wrong person because she let public pressure about her like hitting the wall and all this stuff get to her. And she's like, I need to get pregnant right now. Or like, I need to get married right now. And she just didn't vet the dude well enough. And she admitted as much on in that video. Um, and you know, like this is a, this is a tale for all of us because the worst mistake that anybody can make in their life, like one of the worst mistakes is marrying the wrong person because it can fuck up your life astronomically, astronomically. Um, I think that she's going to turn out on top though. Everybody wants to be like single mothers are fucked, but I think that she's going to do just fine. I think that she'll be, she'll be remarried in three years to somebody of higher sexual market value than her initial husband. And I think it'll be fine. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I haven't checked out the video. As I mentioned, I are did you see serious? The, I, you well, haven't I, even watched it. Well, I saw her tweet thread. I have uh, some things to do. <laughs> Just put I, it on. I couldn't. I could not look I, away. I was like, because I love listening. I like to Lauren. Personal I have dramas. respect for her. I that's it's not something I could do at the moment, but perhaps yeah. I will return to it. And we all need to recognize this trad wife thing is is bullshit. See <laughs> Esty Williams, hot, come on my tits, Esty Williams, and she's like, oh, I'm making my husband a pie. This whole thing is ridiculous. All right, George yeah. Soros. I got to right, get we'll the Matt and Blanche show. Than, yeah. Shut down. They're exposing my secrets. We're not exposing George Soros. Soros doesn't have any secrets. His secrets are hidden in the bags of skin on his face. Uh, that, right. well, there's a lot of room in there, isn't there? There is. Now I look, I'm not getting YouTube feeding into mine. Are you? Oh, Yeah. Oh, no, these are all tippy streams. Yeah. YouTube, uh, hang tight. We're going to have to come back to YouTube because I'm not seeing any. Well, she Okay, I'm so not let's seeing just, any YouTube. Let's finish up on tippy and YouTube. My apology for you guys. We'll come back to you at the top of the hour. We'll get that figured out. Mm. Are you set for now or do you want to read through those? No. We're okay, we'll come to, back. YouTube, okay. uh, sit tight. Sorry about that, but thank you for um, your patience. I'll have to just circle back with you. And I'll figure that out while we talk to uh, Zola. Zola, are you there? Hello, can you hear me? Nope. Uh, yes, sir. What's on your mind? You can't hear him, Blonde? I can. Oh, okay. Did I just say no? I thought I think I, I might no, have. But Sorry. <laughs> Zola, what's on your mind, man? Yes, yeah, so I wanted to get your guys' opinion on a certain event that occurred all over Deutschland Ooh. on May 10th, 1933. Okay. But I think we could seriously benefit from. Uh, is this the book burning? This is the book burning. Oh, I love talking about the book burning because I just learned all about it. I am so pro I send you book some, burning. Um, interesting, some interesting facts. I am very pro book burning, but I yeah. would want to want to get Matt's take on this. Actually, I kind of want to bridge the gap between Matt's interest in book burning and his interest in tarring and feathering. Some okay, oh, I am okay. Uh, trying to diagnose a YouTube. I'm going to do my best, but my brain is is split right now as I diagnose this YouTube issue. So. Bear with me, but uh, I think you can tap into the tar and feather thing for the book burning. Um, but yeah, uh, go ahead. Absolutely. So, 
on May 10th, 1933, a bunch of National Socialist youths in Germany stormed several institutions, including the Institute for Sexual... Uh, let's see, how do you say it in German? I've got it right here. The Institute for Sexual Science, um, <laughs> ran by Magnus Hirschfeld himself. Um, they stormed his library and burned his books, which contained... Child pornography. Not only pornography, but some of the original works on um, some of the original works on transgenderism. One of the first intersex people was killed, allegedly killed in this event, um, mm. murdered when oh. the school was stormed. And this was oh. this was a, a person with the biological condition of being intersex. No, 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 no. This oh. was um, totally fabricated. Mm. Uh, Magnus Hirschfeld himself coined the term. Uh, what did he say? Intersex. No, he, no, he didn't coin the term intersex. He coined the term. Um, Transsexual. Oh, well, help me out. Transsexual. Wow. Oh, okay. And um, you know what? What was the result of all these book burnings? I think that the National Socialist Youth bought us 90 years free of this transsexual disease. Yes, because a lot of the books they burned were instructional and about how to prop propagandize the population. Magnus Hirschfeld, that fucker. So, Matt, hmm. is it worth the killing, the supposed killing of one of the <laughs> OG intersex people yeah. to save countless German and European youths from being turned into eunuchs. Ooh, that's at an least eighty years. That's an interesting. Uh, that's an interesting moral dilemma. But in in general, you know, I'm going to defend the right of life of the individual. Boo! Always. Uh, now, if you can, if you, you can, can show me, life. oh, he coined you, the term transvestites. Oh. I see. Um, if you can show me that he was committing crimes against these people committing crimes against kids or uh, he, if he's transing the kids or something like that, I think there's a, there's justice to be pursued there, but if it's, Oh, he trans the kids. Okay. Trans them. Good. Then I guess the debate is, is the death penalty a suitable punishment for that? That's, well, you know what happened to the Capitol police on, well, which story are we going uh, with? The January real story 6th. or the like 10 so people we'll died to, story? Well, to your point, do we really know? Will yeah. we really ever <laughs> okay. know? I guess, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess my question for you is, are we talking about something that is in response to crimes already committed or a, a pre preventive or preventative killing? I'm not going to be Here's sympathetic it. to a preventative Preventive, whatever blonde prefer, prefers. Preventive well, killing. But if it. But sorry, why not? Oh. What's the difference between preventing 10,000 oh. children from getting a, you know, spayed and neutered versus. A, because it know, hasn't couple. it hasn't been actualized. It's like if you knew that a guy was going to go on to commit 100 murders, he's a future serial killer. Do you kill that baby in the cradle? No, of course not. That baby oh. has a right to its life until it commits. But do we lock up the criminal? Before he can kill again, yeah, we do. Because he's killed. When you say again, you mean he did it once? No, I I don't have the numbers, but I can't say that he only did it once. Well, we don't lock up killers 
prevent preventively. And if he did it once, I mean, he's, he's going to do it again. Right, but that's my point. You're pursuing justice for a crime already committed. You're not uh, punishing someone Absolutely. in prevention. I mean, too bad of a it wasn't crime. Magnus Hershield that we killed. Like it had to just be some random confused tranny. No, the the punishment of his crime was burning all of his degenerate works. Yeah, just what, what was the crime? Was it purely uh so he did things to people? It wasn't he had he was writing um some sort of material that people thought was objectionable. He was performing he was, sex change operations. So he was actually altering people. He was he was oh, the yeah. author yeah. of transvestites. Blonde, how many trans how many transvestites did he create? What in like Berlin at the time? Thousands, I'm sure. I yeah. don't know. Maybe Matt, you'll have to. We'll have to. We'll have to follow this conversation up <laughs> yeah, later we'll, with how many we'll trans, to... how many transvestite victims did he create? When we talk next time, I do actually think this is a really interesting concept about the death penalty here as a matter of justice and punishment for that crime. We had this conversation about the oh. death penalty uh, as it relates. Oh, to I'm not rape. talking about the death penalty. I'm talking about burning books. Oh, just the burning of his books. Just oh, yeah. burning books. Well, I, I certainly think for his crimes that he if if I'm if I'm correct in understanding that this guy is transit, was it minors or adults? I know that it's there's not really a good argument for adults necessarily either, but I want to be clear about who he was transing. Do we know minors? Yeah, it was, it was minors. Oh, yeah. He, there were. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of transgender youth propaganda in that in the literature. I think I think prison would be a justifiable sentence for something like that. That would include separation from your property. Talking burn their books. I don't. Just the book. I don't really care about. <laughs> nah, I don't well, care about putting. I guess if I, I is that and, and you're talking mob. Books. You're talking the mob the did it. it he wasn't. In. It wasn't due process that decided his books were to be burned. Right. It was just the pitchfork mob showed up. Yeah, the only appropriate way to do no. these things. Well, here's the thing about pitchfork mobs. They can be correct. It, it, there are times it, it's like a broken clock. A pitchfork mob can nail it from time to time. But when a pitchfork mob is wrong, they are very wrong. And that's why we want to be uh, we want to be cautious with our pitchfork mob deployment. Um, but, yeah, do I, I I guess I when we when we return to this conversation. Um, I would be interested in getting deeper into what the appropriate punishment for this sort of thing is and and what you think it, it should be, too. Uh, did you have any more? I think that they doled out the appropriate punishment. Let me let me give you some. Let's let's fast forward to 1933 to 2023. Let's talk about some numbers, shall we? Uh, do you know what percentage of Generation Z identi identifies with the LGBT crowd? Identifies like they currently qualify themselves as LGBT they currently or something. It's insanely uh, high. It's like twenty five. Is it like eighteen percent? Yeah, it's it's really high. Let me let me give you the breakdown for a by generation. So traditionalists born before nineteen forty six is point eight percent. Baby boomers is two point six. Generation X is four point two percent. Millennials born from nineteen eighty one to nineteen ninety six is ten point five percent. Dull. Generation Z is twenty point eight percent. Oh, that's pretty close. Which is know, the natural number, just like lefties, left-handedness. It's exactly the oh, same. The, the more disturbing fact, hmm. generations. What 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 percentage of um of Generation Z do you think identified as LGBT back in twenty seventeen? Uh, uh how about of I'm going to say between Z? ten and fifteen. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was about 10.5 according to um, Gallup poll. Okay. So it's double. Do you know what happened? Do you know what happened between 2017 and 2021? Apparently, we didn't kill enough people. <laughs> it was not enough pitchfork bombs. Yeah. Have enough book burnings. Oh, um, right, but Gen Z matured. There was not enough. There was not enough. Um, Ubergruppenführer meetings. Um, Gen <laughs> Z, Gen Z matured sexually matured into adulthood. They mm. went from ten point five percent to twenty point eight percent over the Those course that of could. and still rising, still rising. So yeah. we know what's we know what's going on, Matt. All of this, all of this degenerate homoerotic culture is getting kids right at the right time as they're mm. sexually forming. And when they grow into adulthood, it's sticking with them. Yep. Yeah. How I, do I, you how else do you justify going from less than one percent of the population to almost one fifth of the population? Yeah, and what I'm gonna answer for how to deal with this, it's not it's not mobs burning people's property. It's it's proper parenthood. We have to get serious about our parenthood and we're not. The we thing that is going to teach our kids to go storm the tranny clinic and burn. <laughs> I'll meet you. Books. I'll meet you halfway oh and say that that the the parents doing their job. Matt, you know what? You know who did this. I don't. Who's the Who's the modern? Who's the what? Where do we have to go for the for the? You book know burning? who stormed the tranny clinic? It was chill. It was the youth. It was uh, in, the youth in Germany. Oh man, can you imagine youth. if Emmeline and Calvin burn a bunch of tranny propaganda? I would be. I would just be sobbing with pride. I am I going so to uh, talk to him about property rights. At that oh. Do you know but. who built the Weimar Republic? It was the elderly. The so the 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 pre-boomer boomers. The old people. Yeah. The original the, boomers. The German bo- the the Reich boomers. <laughs> Reich boomers. The boomer waffen. Boomer waffen. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Um, last word if you want it. Yeah, um, I mean, we've done this in Utah. I mean, ban uh, ban degenerate practices. We've we've outlawed gambling. We have the highest, uh, the strictest um, blood alcohol levels. I mean, we should be um, legalizing our moral codes. We should be codifying them. I love uh, it. I certainly could meet you at the state level. I don't. We should be burning the books. We we are. We are failing the youth. It will be the youth who will have to rise up and um, boomer waffen uh, the trannies, I guess. I just want to do a little bit of sports betting and buy a beer at any hour I want. That's the limits of well, my degeneracy. You're a degenerate. Ah, well, Fine. I do what I can. <laughs> All right. Thank you for the call. I man. love you guys. We'll Thank pick you. it up uh, <laughs> next time. Thanks. Do your homework on Magnus Hirschfeld and God bless. All right. Magnus Hirschfeld and Lauren Southern. That's how I will consume my time in the next couple of days. Appreciate it. Okay. Uh, we got time for one more before the top of the hour. It looks like YouTube is working, by the way. We're good. Oh, um, YouTube Super Chats. Reloaded AK, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's Hi. on your mind, sir? Hey, guys. First off, you know, you get your whole congratulations in order for you guys each getting a new kid. And Matt, congrats on your new house. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, second off, uh, just on the Subway sandwich for the good uh, energy teriyaki. Wait, you broke up. You I, we lost that second part. What did you oh, say about the chicken I, teriyaki? Oh, I was like, a, I heard on the show. I'm like, that's usually what I go for from Subway as well. I know it's Goy Slop, but it, but it's it's uh, <laughs> it, it's uh, it's what I usually go for too. I, I know it's Subway's. total crap. 
And uh, I just, I, I, some about it. I know. It, 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 it's it's childhood nostalgia for me because I used to walk to Subway all the okay. time. Yeah. Well, it's either, it's either going to be that or the marinara meatball one. Might I've tried that a couple times. That one, I don't know. I don't that that one it, doesn't work for me. You guys are so Subway tuna that doesn't contain any tuna. Subway is tuna. What is it made of? <laughs> I don't know. It has zero percent tuna DNA, so it's anybody's guess. They just don't know what kind of DNA. Oh no, nobody has any idea. <laughs> All right, none. Oh jeez. How right, that seems. Uh, the FDA doesn't have anything to say about that. I, mean, I don't know, man. I, huh. I don't know who works that. Deal? But I want it now, Gibby. <laughs> All right. What uh well, I uh, just I, I I'm not gonna I guess it's not gonna be quite as serious this week, but I, I sure this past weekend I happened to find myself around the area of East Palestine, uh, in that general oh, yeah. area. And it's funny, like I, I'm not gonna talk so much about East Palestine itself, but just like the communities around it, and it was full of just older it it just screamed retirement places. I had dri- driven it I had gotten it at night, so I didn't get to quite see the layout of the town, but um it seems like this all over America, but like a places where small communities had sprung up and actually seemed quite affluent for their area. Considering mm-hmm. the fact that I was all, like a bunch of the houses, like when you saw on the road, they were all multiple stores with decent square footage, but you could definitely see the wear and tear on them. Yeah. They're not quite as bad as what I've seen in the Ozarks. Um, but the, you can definitely tell that these communities, these communities are, are basically like, what's left is like at you're going to be reaching like your average age is going to be of the person that lived there is like middle ages. Like the kids mm-hmm. aren't staying there anymore. Yeah. yeah. And I'm wondering what these kinds of places are going to be like all over America, considering the fact that like, I guess this isn't, it's around Ohio. So I, I, and then this was fairly high in the mountains. I wonder how much, uh, I, I, I wonder how bad it's going to get when it comes to like the communities when they finally start collapsing in real time. Cause I, I, yeah. like I said, I've seen, I've seen the ghost towns, but yeah, but just... like they're all over Pennsylvania. Any town where manufacturing has left, that's yeah. what we're going to see. Well, it's fun. the fact that these, these towns, you know, they built up around the, these, they're far away from any city. Like East Palestine is probably the biggest central community that's around considering the fact that I think Columbus is the next one is the next closest one over. And that's a couple hours away from there. Unless you're talking about the Pennsylvania side of the border, which I don't know how, what the, what the closest city was for Pennsylvania, but even for East Palestine, like the, the, the surrounding communities, it, like spread out pretty extensively. And we're talking about just these, uh, like spots that were nestled inside of like in the forests of the mountain. Like I, I stayed at a, a motel there over, like, over there and it was a very beautiful place to drive in or to, to stay at and it the the community seemed to be lively enough but it just within the next 20 or 30 years it's just going to suck to see that these places are going to be lost to time or it's going to be in, inundated with you know diversity hires and everything because you know that they send these the the, the border crutch jumpers there and everything else yeah yeah i don't know i'm i'm kind of okay with it because i in future i think what's going to happen like when a city collapses like detroit um like all the white people move to one area and all the black people like take over certain areas and it just becomes very atomized and i think that that's what we're going to see in america like like people with like people 
And that I find that somewhat reassuring. It's like well, every everybody's going to move to Idaho, Montana, and areas like this, and then we're just going to be able to be amongst people that are like us, which will be um, a blessed relief. Well, that's the thing is that then you'd be looking at places like West Virginia, which is like ninety five percent white as well. But yeah. there, the, the, you still see the dilapidation because these places aren't given the, I guess the 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 focus that they deserve in yeah. terms of like being able to. Because you know, like industry doesn't want to go there or anything like that. Because they because they, they want those people. They don't want to. Uh, yeah, we're all going to have to move t- like close together. There's no way around it. This country's way too big. Uh, for the most, yeah, it's, it's, our reach is definitely not going. Uh, the uh, the sp- the spreading out is definitely going to hurt. Uh, not going to be able to be uh, what is it viable in the long run? Considering the fact that the ability to be to reach out like that was because. We had so much uh, pushing power in the country to be able to reach out that far, and now the, right. the, the way the country is waning right now, it's it's definitely going to have to consolidate for a bit before we stretch back out again, and it just sucks because you could definitely see like the care that went into building these small communities. Like I, when you go look at the town square, it just screams like this was built in the early 1900s or late 1800s or something like that, and it was updated somewhere in the 1950s yeah. and 40s. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, you could see that the heights that those towns had gotten to, and then it was just completely left behind because you're, you're, the, the U.S. government didn't want to help them. They didn't want to, like, the, the industries that could have gone there or anything like that, the, the helping hand that could have gone in the meantime, no, it was just, you know, left behind. Yeah. And, yeah. and unfortunately, because it's America, it's like the boomers fell for the meme of sending their kids like halfway across the country or, or flinging them all over the place instead of just like staying there and maintaining what the town was or building up from there. Yeah. Well, w- white people are adaptable and have a lot right, of ingenuity. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually pretty feeling pretty hopeful about, um, about the future for the first time in a while. Yeah. Well, it, it, it sucks. I never got to go to East Palestine and of itself because I've been hearing, I still hear about the, the problems that they're having with like air quality and whatnot, but yeah, what is the status didn't... of that before we finish up here? What, and that has all but disappeared from major news coverage. Well, right now the most recent update is that DeWine is allowing people to take a non, is allowing people to take out non-interest loans to, to pay for shit. Ooh, I mean, Instead that's still, the, the, still not applying. I hate that. The company agreed to pay X amount of money, right? So it's yeah, not totally on their own, but a thousand dollars, but you waived your right to sue them. Ooh, and I'll, probably a lot of people oh, signed no. that, I suppose. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I yeah. it was a toss up. Uh, yeah. So it, but it's not like that's not enough. And like yeah. I said, these people are well. You can take out a, a loan, which means you have to pay it back. Right. Mike Dewine's still not applying for FEMA status. He's that's doing weird, everything. Huh? It's it's because of the people that live there, Matt. He doesn't want yeah. to help the the constituents I, of that. I would like to think there's an explanation that he would offer that's not that. At least try, but you're probably right. I, without any alternative explanation, I, that seems reasonable to me. Yeah, it was like here you get some help, but you get to pay back the loan. And yeah. even then, who knows if the the conditions of that loan aren't subject to change at some point in yeah. some minute detail inside of the contracts. Yeah. All right, man. Well, so, thanks for your call. Very much appreciated. Well, no problem. I hope all, you guys have a good night. Yeah, all the best to you and your family, and thanks for calling in. All the, best, all the best to you guys. Okay, we are due to take a break again. Uh, one over on Odyssey. Dementia Theater says, Cheese, it gives you ideas. I suppose. Uh, I, I like cheese. It's good. 
generally speaking. It's the best. <laughs> I'm a fan. Uh, I got plenty. I, uh, oh, or I would I got rather a... give up meat or cheese. Ooh. Hmm. That that is that is actually tough. Mm. I'm gonna say I would rather give up cheese, though. For I can see that. Yeah. Not just for food enjoyment eating purposes, but you can make meat keep better than cheese too. Not talking about a survival situation, purely enjoyment. Just enjoyment? Yeah. And I'm not only eating cheese. I can apply the cheese to all sorts of other foods, just not meat. Just not meat. You have to eliminate meat from your diet entirely or eliminate cheese. From you can diet. do a lot with cheese. I got to go with meat on this one. Mm. I think, yeah. I think I'm eliminate out. meat and keep cheese. Yeah. Yeah. I can see right. the argument. I'm uh, I'm I'm still going to keep meat either way. Oh, he's going to keep the meat. Yeah, I I'm a big fan. <laughs> All right. Uh Bert over on uh on Rumble says um whoever thought blonde would be so in sync with the token spick. 100% my Who, thoughts. What? Our, our token a token spick. That's what he calls himself, I guess. 100% oh. my thoughts uh on her and I hope Matt wasn't influenced by my spoilers. He's talking about um your appreciation for whoever this woman in the Godfather is. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Way hot. Says, Matt defends okay. all life, even cyclists. You're selling out on me. No more cyclist like, no, Holocaust. What happened to you? I thought we, uh, we were on Well, I, I thought it goes without saying that when I say all life, the asterisk on it is not anyone who rides a bike, but the, just the jackasses who put on the Naturally. aerodynamic outfit and yeah. choose to ride on a shoulder-free road for fun. Not even what for... What is it with you? I can't get you on board with eradicating any single race, but you're like, cyclists, fuck them. We'll just well, we need all. to know whose literature is responsible for the proliferation <laughs> of jackass cyclists. Uh, we had the caller earlier. Lance Armstrong. What are we going to do about it? Yeah. If you want to talk about what it will take to get me to join the mobs to burn, <laughs> whether it's books or cycling equipment, that's how we find the common ground. <laughs> Bird says, do you, uh, don't know if there's a wristwatch person in this viewer community. I want blonde's opinion on wristwatches. Would you buy your husband a Rolex or a high end watch? Should men still wear them? I bought my husband. So I went, a little over budget on my engagement ring, like like $3,000 over budget. But I was like, I'm sorry about this. I will buy you a really, really nice, expensive, legit watch. And I did. And I got him a really nice Gucci watch. And it, it I don't know, he does not look like a homosexual. When he's actual it. Gucci, not Gucci metaphorically. No, actual Gucci. Actual Gucci. I went $3,000 over budget. Hmm. So I had to like throw some money at him and I bought him a Gucci watch and it's really nice it's mixed metal. Um, I like, I think a, a man that wears a nice watch. I think it's a good look. You wear a nice watch. It's not like gay. Nice. I'm a big fan of wristwatches in general. I used to wear, you know, metal watches and that was like the yeah. one kind of accessory I would wear. Um, I've simplified it. I, I, the, the watch I wear most commonly is just, it's, it's a watch that I, I bought for my brother for his last birthday and I still have, but it has since been outfitted with a paracord band that I made for it. Um, and so I don't, so it's all sentimental. Yeah, See, but I, I it looks, like, it looks nice. I like the metal watch look and yeah. I, that was a kind of a go-to for a long time in my life. But let me ask you this analog or digital on this Gucci watch. Um, digital. Wait, no, uh, analog. What Correct. 
To be fair, I spent my own money. I didn't spend yeah. my husband's money to buy him a, a watch. <laughs> that would be the total. That wouldn't make any do. sense, right? Uh, no, well, that would be exactly what. I'm going to buy you a gift with your own cash. Oh, thanks. No, that's no. that's kind of the way no, it works, no. though. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, uh, digital watches that that makes no sense to me. I mean, it makes sense. It's just aesthetically, I don't like it. Nice. Yeah, I hear. Gotta have a nice big analog face. Uh, Hottie Twerkman says Newt Gingrich turns 80 on Saturday. Newt was the first, uh, was to Clinton's team. Let me try again. What? Newt Gingrich turns 80 on Saturday. Newt was to the Clinton's first team. What the tea party was to Obama's first term. So hmm. kind of a, an oppositional force that, that really stonewalled a lot of, uh, the agenda items of first term Bill Clinton. I don't know that yeah. I was too young to remember any of that. And I wasn't obviously wasn't interested in politics back then. So I didn't, I don't have firsthand memory of what all of that was like and the parallels, but uh, let's catch up with a few on YouTube and tippy. And we'll get back into the calls. Okay. I don't know how to do this. Okay. Um, let me scroll up to one that says YouTube on it. Right. Am they should all just be mixed in now. We should be it's good. all you, mixed in. You could pick up wherever you left off on Tippy. Okay, blander than Mitch McConnell. Uh, oh, George Soros was the right. was the last one, right? Okay, yeah. Wedge Antilles. Luke owes me lunch. Oh, wait, no, that was an info one. Got okay. a filter. I think tonight's I got callers yeah. are incredibly something stupid. Okay, geez, tell us how you really feel. All right. Yeah, we we really do hate all of you. Greg Williams, guys, our forefathers really weren't Christian, save a few of them, and they were not Jeez. trying to build a Christian nation. They were trying to free us from one. No Christian-ruled society has ever been free. That's such bullshit. Um, they were predominantly agnostic. There was a, a Catholic or two amongst them. Uh, but if you're ruled by your vices, which is an extension of hyper-individuality, you are not free. People act like they're hedonism is their freedom. Like you're not free. Uh, Christianity frees you to, it frees you from sin. Is there, is there a greater freedom than that? Yeah. I would, I would say that that freedom without a moral core is akin to being yeah. lost in the woods without a map. You are at your own direction, but to what end? And is that actually right. valuable? It might actually be lethally dangerous. We would call that more of an emergency than uh, something that you would seek out or something of benefit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not, We've talked about this a little bit before, Greg. I'm not saying that that clearly I'm I'm somewhere in my own journey of trying to find what that moral origin is and trying to figure out if if biblical scripture is is that if that's what I'm if that's what I'm seeking. That's what I've been looking for. I am open to explanations otherwise, uh, but but freedom without some sort of moral guide for what a good life is. I just need an explanation for what that good life is and where that explanation comes from. It, it might be the teachings of Jesus Christ. It might be something else. I just, if it's something else, I need to know what the something else is. That's all. You're here. Nicholas H. Matt is the listener meetup and housewarming party this Friday or next. Looking forward to meeting. What? (laughs) I, I didn't announce it. Uh, there isn't such an event, but uh, I no, guess it's next I, Friday because I won't be prepared this Friday. I still got <laughs> stuff to install and things. People to are going to show up to your house and be like, "Hey, thank you, Nicholas." Um, Ryan Haas, thank you so much. Let's see, we have a giant donation wow. from Ryan Sakura. 
Huge. Thank you so much, Ryan. I we really appreciate that. This is that. The, um, a well-earned Bernie. My God. I am not going to be know, niggardly. This will not go to anybody's watch collection. <laughs> Food only. I, I got an internet Ryan. installation bill to pay. This will certainly yeah, help. Really. Thank you, man. Um, you both have contributed a lot to my morals and ethics during college. This is a tiny donation of what I could thank you with. No, this is so generous. Matt, you're awesome. And I would have loved to serve to have served with your brother. That's very sweet. Um, blonde, you're an amazing example of what men strive for and what a woman is. I'm going to have to push back on you on that one. I mean, men should strive for somebody much better. <laughs> and um but what you said about matt's brothers is very very kind and we do appreciate it well thank you for your support for the show and if if you were uh, in the army or in another branch thank you for your service to the country as well and uh man that is a huge compliment and and just thank you for what you're doing to keep the show operational we really appreciate it and of course uh be in touch anytime thank you ryan and I'm glad to hear that you got through college without being completely corrupted. That is an achievement itself. So No, totally. Now I really wish we wouldn't have had all that watch talk. <laughs> got that donation. Thank you, man. All right. Uh, let's get back into the callers before we uh, run out of time here. And we'll come back to the chat at the end of the stream. Thank you. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Mighty Sebastian is up next. Sebastian, are you there? Hello? Yes, sir. Hi. What's on your mind? Um, Dangerous Space was saying I might have a little bit of static. Uh, it's okay. We can work through it. Yeah, it's got a little uh, something a little funky going on, but I think we can work with it. I need to buy a better mic. So, um, sorry about that. I don't know. Just, I don't it's know pretty good. Is. You're we're, you're, um, you're, plenty, you're plenty clear, so we can deal with it. Okay, good. Um, I'll just have to enunciate more. Well, first, I want to congratulate uh, both of you uh, uh, for your new house, Matt, and for both of your well, both your wife's pregnancy, Matt, and your pregnancy, Blonde. Thank you. Um, now and that I robot, really enjoyed that the robot language that is kicking in. Though. Response you gave to oh, hello. Yeah. Yep. Just get it all out, and then oh, we'll answer. Yeah. Let's, sorry. Yeah. Let's just um. Why don't you just make your point? And is this uh, better? Nope. Uh, that sounded all right to me. But I tell you what, we can give you thirty or so seconds to just say what you want, and then we'll respond to it. Does that work? Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. That sounded better, yeah. Okay, it's just fucking it's just fucking Discord. It it like disconnected a little. It went from green to red. So um, oh, well, yeah, now it sounds, I wanted now to talk about the, And thank you for the, the kind words, by the way. Very I much appreciated. You, yeah. Oh, no problem. I wanted to talk about the the manosphere because I had the same reservations, blonde. Um, and before I cut out, I was gonna say I really enjoyed your rather uh, bitchy response to that comment. Oh, sorry i have a <laughs> i don't even Alexa. know of um, what you're speaking you, because there are someone, too many someone comments. said that you you need to be getting having more children you need to be having more children or whatever you need to get on oh. it oh that was me <laughs> and you responded to them on in, in the comments oh that oh, was, I was you so pissed oh this that is a comment you. thing you're and talking i was about. like yeah oh so that wasn't me yeah yeah and i was like oh good for her yeah i was really uh, pissed off about um that. so that's what that was about yeah, because I, I don't know. I, I, I am a lot of and this is the whole manosphere. A lot of men in particular have no biological understanding of how complicated and complex and dangerous it is to get pregnant. Yeah. And all of the various risks on a woman's body. Yeah. Um, they just sort of imagine that like and, and this is because, you know, one of the central themes of the, the red pill manosphere ideology is. I want to cream pie as many whores as possible. So all they think about is how easy it is to get those kind of women pregnant. Yeah. 
uh, <laughs> and um, you know, the, it there. I, I am my my lack of taste in them has just constantly grown. Have you seen? There was this um, there's this guy. I don't know in Romania. I don't know why they're on all, all in Romania, but this <laughs> like one of those accounts that makes money, basically bragging about how he launders money through sex trafficking. He just got arrested. He's like this tiny man. He just got arrested. But like they don't have any they're like they're the extreme opposite essentially of the feminists of the feminists yeah and it's the same sort of ridiculous nonsense and you know they have a lot of points right and i think one of the problems with you know with basically any ideology is like you know there are very few ideologies that i've you know if you read their what their people are saying what the commentator is saying there's usually something there but it's always these sort of extreme ends of it that um that are just not based in reality yeah i totally agree and like everything that i've learned over the last um how long have we been doing this like seven or eight years is at the end of this journey i'm I'm feeling like things are not as bad as i initially thought they were and you know i have more knowledge now so i have to trust my my opinion here i'm surrounded by white virgin paired couples that have been together for 15 years or more i'm surrounded like none of my friends are divorced uh except for Mm -hmm. one couple and they don't have kids so who cares it's like Mm -hmm. everybody is in a functional marriage and is doing great and i know you can't extrapolate anecdotal information to the entire population but it's like when i feel like everybody's like oh everyone i know is divorced i'm like who are you surrounding yourself with like why why are you in this group of people where everybody has an unstable dysfunctional relationship because people that I'm surrounding myself with are doing real fucking great. Yeah, no, uh, exactly. I mean, I, in my own personal life, my parents have been married for over 30 years. My mom was a virgin. Yeah. When they got married, I mean, so I'm not really, I, I'm in that same sort of world where most of the people that I'm surrounded with are normal married families with healthy relationships. Um, but I mean, the I think the main problem with, with for me with the manospheres they're just hypocrites right they're perfectly yeah. fine whoring around and like a, cr- like, making you know, women whores so they say they, that yeah, women, women whores exactly women have no agency but then they blame women for being whores it's like well if women have no agency maybe you shouldn't have bought your mistress that birkin bag maybe you shouldn't have <laughs> sucked you know what i mean like i know or maybe you shouldn't have a mistress or maybe you shouldn't have exactly. like gotten that virgin drunk and banged her and then been and then like, well, about it online. yeah. And I think that we're seeing a lot of that. It's like, well, we have to decide if women have agency or if they don't. I don't think they do, which means that they can't, they cannot be responsible for being sexual gatekeepers. Men have to be. Hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it is unfortunate that women have sacrificed so much of their traditional power um, because, you know, this is the problem with feminists, right? The feminists pretend as if women have never had any actual power in society and that just not, is not the case historically or anywhere i mean yeah. Yeah, especially a, in the west in, yeah, in it's a different power. eastern societies yeah. it's more accurate yeah well it's the power of a household it's the yeah. power of connecting relationships you know forging families together both in marriage and in children but also political alliances you know women women have always been the ones planning uh, uh get-togethers and you know important meetings between you know political like it's not like women are just 
laying around reading and sewing for their whole life. Like that's just not yeah. how it, how that functions. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, I, I just, it, it does concern me how, and I understand it's a backlash to the sort of slutty feminism of the 2010s. Well, it needs to um, exist. But like, I get emails yeah. from people that are like, I'm MGTOW, you're never going to get me back on the plantation. I'm like, bro, I don't give a fuck. If you have decided that you're not, from, you're so jaded, you've been divorced, raped or whatever, you've chosen the wrong mm-hmm. women, you've banged a bunch of whores and you've decided like you're out on the marriage game. I don't give a shit. I don't want you to get married. And same thing with like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not into men trying to reform these giant whores either. I don't want that either. Yeah. People like that, well, I'm discounting all of them. And I'm just happy that these men are not tapping into this pool of young Christian virgins because they're all marrying a, young Christian virgins. Exactly. And you know, that's a good thing. I think um, in your, in your Sunday show, Matt, when you were talking about the movie review, you said that the, um, the best way for a man to complete himself as a man is to get married and have children. And I think for the average man, that's true, but I generally don't believe that that's the only way for that to be the case. Um, And the reason I say that is because all of these manosphere... Yeah, but I think it's a general rule, yeah. I think all these manosphere guys just shouldn't be getting married. Just don't get married. Don't get married, yeah. Go whore around, go, you know, get get women to use your whatever, go make your six figures at your marketing job or whatever for your finance job and then die alone in a nursing home and get beaten up by a Haitian. Yeah, but that's kind of, like, I don't know. Yeah. That yeah, sort of care. thing is kind of the, the male lie equivalent of feminism telling them that you'll be fulfilled through career or you can have it all be a mom and a career woman. The other side, the mirror image of that lie to men is like, well, if you just, I don't know if, if you just go to the gym enough and make enough money, you'll be able to slay every woman on the planet. The problem is women like yeah. everything else in this world are a limited resource. And even if you had, if you had an unlimited population of women to go through, I think for the vast majority of men, even that thrill is going to run out and you will ultimately well, become not old just one that. day and realize we're giving major fannies. Yeah. yeah, really. We're giving major misinformation to young men. So if you're a young man today and you want to marry a virgin, the best thing you can do to increase your likelihood of marrying a virgin is be a virgin yourself and marry mm-hmm. somebody that's close in age. So we're telling these young men that women are attracted to status, wealth, and they want and they want older men. Now those things are true. That's what women are sexually attracted to. However, what we're seeing in the emerging data from Gen Z is that the people that are married uh, on average are only two years apart, two years apart. Oh, only, my parents are two years apart. Yeah, that's it. The, only 8% of couples have a 10 year or more age gap uh, if they've been married after 1990. Also, almost everybody that gets married in Gen Z has between a one or two count body count discrepancy in terms of um of who they, who, how many people they've slept with. So we're not seeing, the data is not supporting this idea that like older men in their 30s that have banged 20, 50, 100 women are, are getting into this pool of, of young 20s women that have had one to five sexual partners. That's not really happening unless they're making $10 million a year or more, which is like no one, right? Well, and yeah, even that, not, and, yeah. and I, I want to be clear because for men out there, I'm not saying don't bother keeping yourself in shape or don't bother with career aspirations. Those no, are you great should. Things, but if but, you're in that male demographic, yeah. you have to accept that you're going to marry. If you want to get married, you're going to have to settle for a woman that's in a five to 10 body count range that is in her late 20s. Hmm. And that's 
that's the, what your sexual the question is what do. purpose do those things serve it's it's is it the creation and maintenance of family or is it just your own personal jollies and if right. it's your own personal jollies yeah yeah exactly you, though that will expire that Don't will expire one day and you'll be very dissatisfied unsatisfied yeah. well, whatever I, the I word is to, to add to that um just just quickly regarding you know your own personal you know jollies or in the, in in maybe your own personal ambitions in a way getting married and having a family is a as a roadblock to that um most of the most successful men don't really that that is not necessary for them to achieve greatness right and like that's fine but the average guy you know in today's society is not going to really ever be able to achieve that and i'm not sure we want to go back to a polygamous society where well, we don't. Of the men are living in or sleeping with eighty percent of the women because that's sort of the that's a disaster for right? that's a like, disaster that's for violence. average men. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is how violence. many incels oh. are there going to be? We have to create um, an opportunity for average men to find wives, and that opportunity yeah. is for them to meet somebody in high school or to be set up by the parents, and then to get married when they're eighteen. And yeah, exactly. And I'm seeing tons of these couples on YouTube. They're like, do you know Lepsky's life? Does anybody watch that channel? They're both like average looking. They're, you know, they're good looking. He's kind of faggy or whatever, but she's well, 20 kind of faggy. So <laughs> she's 25 and they're about to have their fourth kid. And they're just like average Christian conservatives in some small town in Canada. Like if you want that for your child, you need to move to a smaller town with, with conservative values and have a lot of friends so that you can start yeah. setting your kids up when they're young and then encourage them to get married. Like everybody needs to stop acting like their child is exceptional. Your child is not yeah, exceptional. Yeah. Yeah, you just yeah. want them to well, live a normal life and have normal relationships. You haven't met my The other child. thing is people need He's to- He's not exceptional. How dare you? <laughs> Nobody is. <laughs> yeah, no. The other thing is people need to remove their, this sort of cosmopolitan dream that we all sort of have when we're young, right? Mm -hmm. Sort of, yeah. you know, sex in the city, living this glamorous lifestyle. Like, that only exists if your family already has that. <laughs> like right. I hate to break it to people, but unless your uh, parents own a real estate on Fifth Avenue or whatever high end part of you know these major metropolitan areas, it doesn't matter. You're not going to be able to break into that world. Oh, it's crazy! Most so of the time. I saw some analysis. We have to let you go, but I saw some analysis of Carrie's apartment. She supposedly was paying six hundred dollars a month rent control apartment on the Upper East Side. That apartment, Sorry. ten million dollars. Ten million dollars. That's yeah, it's just it's literally just propaganda. Yeah. 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 So, I You'll mean, be shocked to learn I have never seen an episode. Um, I I hate myself, but I, laugh, I love that show. Um, look up, look up. There's a clip where one of these one of these side characters is like, "New York's not fun anymore. Oh, I could die." And then and then she, she falls, falls out, out the window. window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That show has its moments. All she right. like grabs. She like on her way down. And she pulled a good. So funny. We so got to let you go. But, uh, but yeah, the manosphere needs to get themselves together and like if they want to just fuck sluts, like that's what you can do that. But yeah, don't pretend that that's somehow a positive Virtuous. for society or even for you as an individual. Totally. Right. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thanks for calling. You're welcome. Bye bye. Bye. Okay, Atlas is up next. Atlas, are you there? Atlas. Hello. Hi. Yes. Everybody's audio is such shite. What is happening? Not Atlas's. His voice sounds no great. Idea. Oh, okay. That's fine now. Hello? What's on your mind? Atlas. Mm, I was thinking about it earlier since uh, movies was the first topic that was brought up. Um, 
How do you feel about movies made before 1972? Yeah, it depends on the movie. And I bring up... No, and I... bring up 1972 because that's around the time that godfather came out and that was when like modern hollywood started Hmm. i guess even though some people go back to 1967 Mm -hmm. with new hollywood starting especially with bonnie and clyde i haven't seen that one but i hear it's pretty good i know that i have something of a bias against old movies although i know that i loved um 12 angry men Trying to think, there there were one or two old movies that I, if not loved, appreciated. Rear Window, lots of Hitchcocks predate 71. Rear Window was all right. I didn't love Rear Window, but it was all right. I didn't hate it. Um, Um, What else? I think Taxi Drivers before 72. I might be wrong about that. The Last Picture Show is before 72. There have been some great, great films. Tokyo Story was 1955. What uh, I gather there's probably a point that you're getting at or something you're trying to illustrate with that concept. What... uh, because we are we are a little bit up against the clock. So what what's your thinking on uh, that, Atlas? Well, well, no, just giving it some thought. Um, I noticed a lot of the movies that you've reviewed in the past. Like, I'm not trying to push, you know, you to watch older movies, mm-hmm. you know, all the time. But it was just something that that just popped into my head, and I, so I just thought, hmm, I wonder what they think about, like, really. When they like when you say modern movies. Hollywood to me that is like code for pedophiles or something. What does that mean production wise? I mean they've been around there what, since. Like the what did they do with the movies that changed? Um, I don't know. I guess um, more shooting on location instead of sound mm. stages. Okay. No different cinematography. Okay. Different shooting techniques. That sort of thing. Yeah. Lots of story focused films. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I it's I don't know I can't put my finger on what the style of a lot of old movies is. That seems not to work for me more commonly than it does work for me. I can't point to any one thing. I think maybe it's just it's probably a pacing thing that a lot of those older movies tend to be much slower and rely on really sustained focused uh viewing from the audience member not that i have a a short attention span but sometimes it's like holy cow man like lawrence of arabia you made that movie like whatever it was three hours long and i could have made these points um, you know half the half the time i mean i just watched uh it's a mad 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 world that's from 63 it's just as long as Lawrence of Arabia, but um, they have the courtesy of putting an intermission in the middle, so I could have taken a break from it. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence of Arabia did that too, didn't they? They did. I think that, yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, thank you for your thoughts. Did you have any uh, closing thought before we let you go? Oh, yeah. One last thing. Uh, I noticed um, one of the characters in the movie I just watched was named Emmeline. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so cool. What movie? Yeah, she was the wife of um of Milton Berle's character, I think. So Oh, awesome. Well, an interesting thing to throw out there. I do um appreciate that that name is people think I made it up. I'm like, no, this is a cl- this is a classic name. No, it's classic. Yeah. Did they say Emmeline or Emmeline? Emmeline. 
very good. The correct pronunciation. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Yep. Have a good night. You too. Okay, that'll do it on callers this evening. Well, we do have one caller waiting. Should we be kind and give a guy a last word? He's been okay. hanging out for a minute. Uh, Breck Sam, if you're good to go, we'll give you a quick final word tonight. Okay, uh, can you both hear me? Yes, yep. sir. What's on your mind? Well, first time caller, um, just wanted to both congratulate you two on you know upcoming new you know new kids in your life and all that. Well, thanks much. I quickly just wanted to say, and I won't have enough time to go completely into it, but I wanted to mention real quickly that only around a month ago, I started going back to, um, I went back to church. Hmm. Oh, cool. But I actually, um, see, I was raised Catholic my whole life, um, dropped out kind of the, the Catholic church when I was like in my senior of high school. And now I've actually joined the Eastern Orthodox Church. Okay. All right. Uh, and I assume there was a deliberate intent behind that, or why did you make that change? Well, the change was is that I guess I didn't really want to go back to Catholicism just simply because, you know, if you look at what's happening with the church today, I'm kind of a little bit disappointed and upset about the way things are going. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was um, the Orthodox Church. Um, I guess I should say, do you both do both of you know a lot about Orthodox Christianity and all of that? So almost nothing for me. Yeah. Well, okay, that that's that's kind of makes sense because to be honest, Orthodox Christianity is kind of not well known in this country simply because it's there's not that many of there's not that many of them. There's like maybe six million, but it's actually kind of gotten an interest in the last few years because Orthodox Christianity is, you know, considerably very ancient. Like it this was con orthodox consider themselves the very first christians even before when the catholic right. when they broke when they broke off from the catholics in the schism of the of 1054 so it's kind of unknown but for me it was actually i won't go into the backstory it was things on youtube and twitter i watched but more specifically that's kind of how i got interested in it, interested in it but orthodox christianity is actually the people there and everything I've seen so far is, you know, old time Christianity and also very traditional and conservative. Like everyone, the people who I've met in my new church so far, which is not that big, are all very, very, I guess you would say very red pilled and very aware of a lot of things. Like I, I enjoyed, you know, being able to talk to, to them when I went to this men's group last week yeah, and, and talk about many different things. So that's kind of one adva advantage of, that was one thing I love about doing this. Well, that's great. All right. Um, if people are, if, I make you the official spokesman. If you'd like to learn more about the, Orthodox, the Orthodox Church, Church, is there a, a way for someone who's interested in, in gathering more information or are there communities with whom to connect or how would you go about doing that? How did you do it in closing? Well, what I did is um, one thing, one thing I would say is that go on YouTube and there's probably a lot of them, certainly a lot of them about Orthodox Christianity, but um, I was trying to think of someone specific to go to. Jay Dyer? Actually, I, actually, I was about to just say Jay Dyer. He's actually, okay. I guess I should say, he's the one who actually kind of got me interested in Orthodox Christianity because he was on a podcast that I listened to and he was a guest and he talked about Orthodox Christianity and that's kind of what it, um, that's kind of how I became interested in it. All right. 
Well, thanks Actually, for the information. Say, Sorry, go ahead. Real quickly, yeah. I would say real, real quickly, another channel you could go to, and they do a lot of different things. It's called Bible Illustrated. Okay. And mostly what they do kind of um, illustrations, and they have one video that I've watched that was about like how to become an Orthodox, you know, Christian. What if you do, if you are, you know, have enough, if you have no knowledge of this, what do you do? That was a really good introduction. And maybe the best thing, I don't know what it's like for some people. Cause like I said, it's, there's not as many in terms of, I mean, here where I live, there's actually a lot of them in the, you know, city area. I just, I go to one that's close to my house, but the best way is maybe just to visit one, visit yeah. one, visit one on specifically maybe go to the Sunday, you know, Sunday mass in the morning or the Saturday night Vespers is probably the best thing you sure. can, probably the best thing to do to get an introduction. All right. Well, thank you for your call and, uh, appreciate it very much. Uh, and it was a pleasure to meet you as well on your first time call. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling. Thanks. Okay. Uh, that'll do it on callers this evening. Thanks to all of our callers. If you would like to participate in the show, but you can't call in or you're having trouble calling in, of course, you can send us an email question. The one and only way to do that is through the contact page of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form and submit there. That'll send them all to the same place for us. We'll read those at the end of the stream each week as we will right now. Mary says, weeks ago you were talking about investing for your son. You also used his voice for a soundbite. Uh, well, that no, that was, uh, was that was Emmeline. But yeah, same idea. I paid my one-year-old daughter for her photo in our company brochure. With that, I opened an IRA for her and let it ride. Twenty-five years later, she uh, used the sixty thousand as a deposit on her first house. Well, that's that is very awesome. Cool. That's a great idea. It's, should we we have to pay her royalties for the uh, just so people that's remember? That's funny. Uh, oh yeah, where is that? It's the that's funny sounder. It's this one. We got to pay her royalties on usage of that. I'm into it. We should do it. All right, that's a good idea. Uh, congratulations to your to your daughter, right? <sighs> it was her daughter. I, I, it's gone now. Yep, but, uh, it was okay. her daughter. I'm sorry. I All the best yep. to your family and wise thinking. Thank you. Sixty grand. That was smart. Uh, the other Philip. Do you think it's funny that the left call people like Cornelius Vanderbilt or John Rockefeller capitalists, even though they sold shares of ownership in their companies, so their companies were no longer privately owned? Yes, and then of course the the nepotism. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I guess um, I'm not understanding though. Is there something and do people consider there's something to uh, something about because public companies are, are more inherently capitalistic, aren't they? Yeah. Why would that be not capitalist or am I misinterpreting the, the premise oh, wait, they of the sold shares here? and there's companies so that their companies were no longer privately. Owned. Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess I don't really see what they're trying to say. Well, if you, if you're, uh, yeah, I guess I don't see why that would be, not capitalist or anti-capitalist, if I'm understanding the the premise here. I have other issues with them. Uh, although I don't think that capitalism is this great virtue that most conservatives do. So maybe well, more in the, in the to our prior conversation, um, is great wealth of value in and of itself? Well, it's to what ends, and if it's mm -hmm. to the ends of a morally virtuous life, then yep. that's great. Um, of course, you have your property, your property rights issues baked into that cake as well. But um, yeah, or the prior conversation about freedom, absent a moral core, all of these things. Capitalism does not tell you what a, a good life is, 
how to live a good life. It does tell you about the rules through which we ought to exchange our resources, but it doesn't tell you about the wise or moral or good use of those resources. That's, yep. that's a question that is going to be left up to you and you're going to have decisions to make about what you will and will not do for money. Yep. Perhaps your state will have some things to say about that too, because certain things done for money are still illegal. But in a pure, like a pure capitalist, if capitalism alone was your highest value, what would, what would be wrong with being or hiring a hitman? Yeah. There exactly. wouldn't be anything. So what's, what are those higher values? Quiz says, to clarify on my question from last week, I was asking on methods of transferring your house to your kids as a form of intergenerational wealth without excessive taxes. Also, is there a cutoff time for email questions? I sent one hours before the start of the show, but it was unread. It, there's not a formal cutoff time. Blonde grabs them before the show. And so if it happened after Blonde grabbed them, probably just missed yeah. it. Uh, as a general rule, what time do you, like if people want to make sure they get in, you grab usually do it like uh, an hour before the show. Yeah. It probably was just right on that cusp. Um, I can't remember the exact question from last week, but uh, but yeah, if you if you transfer a giant asset like that, like your home to your kids, there are, are there are all kinds of tax implications, as far mm -hmm. as I understand. I don't. You can know give what fourteen grand a year tax free, though. Hmm. That's the limit on IRS acceptable quote unquote gifts. Yes. Thank you, Her IRS, spouse. For, for telling me how much I'm allowed to give my kids. Appreciate it. Whose property is it anyway? That's our country. <laughs> Charlie, is transgenderism a mental illness, a social contagion, both or neither? Case studies, the Wachowski sisters, Elliot Page, Blair White. I think it is. It's both. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that those are mutually exclusive. I think that it could be both. That. People may end up pursuing a transgender lifestyle because of a social pressure. I think there's plenty of evidence for that, especially in teen girls. That's uh, what's her what's her name? Um, Abby Abigail Schreier is that her name? She wrote uh, Irreversible Damage, and it was a look at uh, the the social pressure that goes along the, the the contagion that is high school age girls becoming trans because it's the latest fad. The same reason they all became anorexics. 10, 15 yeah. years ago, they become trans now. I could also certainly believe that it's a product of some sort of legitimate mental illness. That it's not that society has pressured you into this, is that there's something imbalanced with the function of your mind itself that has persuaded you to believe that this is uh, sort of who you are. Right, right. And I think it's exploiting children that have um, poor family lives and uh, propensity towards other kinds of mental illness. Like I think this is a lot of autistic people like Milo Stewart. I was looking at that or Twitter. It's like, you can tell in her face that something is wrong. Like just there's some tizzy. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, just got a tizzy face. Like, <laughs> and she's like, I'm already weird. So I might we as well be do such this other good stuff. doctors. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like, the tizzy. Got the tizzy. <laughs> but the good news is I'm not going to hack off your boobs. Yes. Okay. There we go. I, that means I'm a better doctor. Even autism, though, as we've discussed, speaking of our remarkably unqualified medical opinions, uh, people wonder what the reason for the spike in autism is. I think that a lot of autism is just kind of. What's the word I want? Exaggerated. It's expanding know. DSM definitions. Like, I, I hate that they diseaseify 
all of these things. Did you know that a third of this country is technically pre-diabetic? Pre-diabetes is not a condition. It's not a disease. It doesn't need to be treated. I don't even know what that means physiologically or biologically. It means that you have high fasting blood glucose on like one test. It doesn't mean fuck all. Most mm -hmm. people that have it never become diabetic, but they'll put you on all these diabetes medications. And so like I was looking into the research on it, it funded by drug companies, pharmaceutical companies that want to, that want to tap into this group of people that have prediabetes. The same kind of thing happens with autism. You know, people just used to go to the doctor and they'd be like, your kid is fucking weird. You yeah. just got a weird kid. And that well, was it. They didn't have autism. You saw it with the vaccine. And if you think that there's that the same sort of function where we create some sort of panic or condition that everyone needs a treatment for, and you mix government funding of big pharma product to solve the problem. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, we, we watched it happen with the vaccine. To what? How deep into the entire medical industry do you think that goes? I'm, I'm sure that there are business interests trying to expand definitions of all sorts of conditions, autism included, because there's a giant pile of cash when they do that. Right. And then we don't talk about pharmaceuticals uh, influencing the outcome of the disease like PCOS, they've expanded the definition drastically. So now it includes 25% of women, which, so it has to be. What is, Anybody, what is PCOS? I don't know what that it's, is. It's polycystic ovarian syndrome, oh, okay. but it's like a diagnosis of exclusion. Like every chick I know has PCOS because uh, the criteria is so broad that it includes a quarter of women. If a quarter of people have something, it's not by definition. It's not, it's not a disease. It's, it's, uh, well, I don't it's normal. Know. I mean, well now obesity is normal, but it's not, you know? Okay. I understand what you're saying, but like, yeah. this is, I just kind of think it's bullshit, but nobody's talking about like, is this more common because of the expanding definition or is it more common because of birth control and ah, they're putting yeah. women on birth control to treat it, even though I think <laughs> yeah. birth control might be causal, right? Yeah. Well, we gave it you one matter. drug to treat that one made up condition, but it gave you a real condition. And now we have to use more drugs to treat that. Exactly. And thus yeah. the cycle continues. Right. David Koresh Matthews Band. Am I up? <laughs> this might be you. That's a great name. I recently discovered a YouTube channel called Abolitionist Rising. They very e easily cleared up the issue of abortion for me. Abortion is murder, so abolish the practice 100% by law and prosecute it like murder. Would either of you two go this far? For me, it's more consistent than picking a compromise with an arbitrary date. Yeah, I totally would. Um, that being said, I do, you know, I, I, I generally do not like to define something based on um outlier data but it's what everybody does for abortion so i'll steal man this and i do have a lot of sympathy for people that are like my child has this condition they'll never live like a normal life now my issue with this it's like the death penalty do i trust the judicial system to decide who is and is not guilty and like no in the same way that i don't there there are all sorts of accounts of like your kid has hydrocephalus and the baby's born totally normal like, yeah, when in doubt, COVID choose thing, life, no doubt. When in doubt, choose yeah. life, exactly. And like, I know it's difficult on moms, um, but uh, as soon as you're pregnant, uh, the priority is the child. I, like, I'm sorry, like pri the priority right now is the baby. Like nothing else matters as much except for my other child. Yeah, I, um, as far as the, the equation of abortion and murder, how I've come around to how my perspective has changed on this is the realization that I can't give you a coherent distinction between the two that doesn't involve me arbitrarily deciding what I personally think a life is and is not. And as we just described, am I going to err on the side of me guessing what life is, or am I going right. to err on the side of human life has value? 
It's not up to me to say that that's at six weeks or that's at 10 weeks or whatever. And I can't give you a distinction. What is the moral distinction between going in for the Planned Parenthood flush and me going over to my neighbor's house and shooting him in the face other than the stage of life that those two people are at? And if I can't give you a distinction, it would be completely inconsistent and incoherent for me to tell you that one is fine and the other is worthy of life in prison or even the death penalty. Totally. So it's not a question of whether it is uh, murder by definition. I think it is. The question is, to me, the question for the justice system is who is the murderer in this case too? Mm-hmm. Who are you prosecuting? Is it the abortionist, the, the doctor, the performer of the abortion? Is it the mother? Is she some kind of accomplice or how, how does all that work? And do we, who, as you design your justice system and your justice mechanism for this, who do you think should be punished with the most force? Right. Um, I, I would be inclined to go after the providers. Especially uh, with this level of propaganda that's being hurled at, at women. Women don't have agency. You got to go after the and providers. And they might not have agency. Anyway. But what if the abortionist is female? I mean, then it's a real well, yeah, you got to kill problem. <laughs> no, uh, that, yeah. Uh, until someone can tell me a, a moral distinction that doesn't involve, um, I just don't think that's a life personally. It's a, it's a, it's a distinct set of complete human DNA. Exactly. I don't know if that's not a life. I don't understand your nonsense about what is, but. Thank you for the, the, the question. <laughs> this is a trap. Am I reading it? It's a trap. You're reading it. Russ. T. Dick. Oh, hey, Rusty. Good to see you. Gross. Rusty. Have you heard? Have you heard the new theory of greedflation, predominantly advanced by leftists? The argument is that recent spikes in inflation have been caused by big corporations taking advantage of the initial rise in inflation in order to raise prices much higher than normal. Do you think there is any merit to this argument? I, I, I'm willing to hear their case without seeing their case. I'm not going to laugh at it hysterically. But if the premise is that virtually all of the business in this country conspired. They realized one day, guess what? We could be greedy. And they all conspired universally. Every egg producer in the country, not just big oil, not just uh, big pharma, all the greedy companies you think of, but like people producing eggs, people producing meat, people producing your basic foodstuffs or your basic supplies, basic resources, that they all agreed unanimously that we're just going to increase the price of everything universally. And not one of them was like, well, shit, if I undercut the price a little bit, I will rake in all the money. Nobody did that because they're all ironclad in agreement. Frankly, I find the premise preposterous. But, uh, and even if this is happening, to me, this would be nothing more than sort of a peripheral force on the edges of this giant behemoth of inflation that has been caused primarily by uncontrolled federal spending in combination with a year or two of government forces controlling what we could or could not produce through all sorts of mandates. So when you have less stuff out there and more dollars, more dollars chasing less stuff or a limited quantity of stuff, guess what? The price of stuff increases. That's unavoidable. It's unavoidable as a matter of the policies that we chose. So even if there is some kind of corporate greed dynamic, it is secondary and it's uh even if I grant this premise, it's opportunism built on yeah. the problems that the government builds. That opportunity doesn't exist if the government fuckery never created the opportunity in the first place. But. 
Yeah, I think we just have to accept that greed is part of uh, human nature. So, so I don't know that this is inherently like just capitalism. People are are greedy, wildly greedy in in communistic structures too. Um, I don't know why I put this one in here, but I thought it was funny. I'm a degenerate. Says, would you rather have penis for fingers and thumbs or a vulva for a mouth? I'm going with penis fingers all day long. Penis. Would you have to like? They'd have to be hard to do anything, though. Otherwise, they would just be all like. <laughs> I guess in this situation, I could I could wear gloves if I'm really embarrassed publicly. It's harder you to hide the face, uh, vagina face, so I guess I got to go with dick fingers. In Terabang, hi Matt and Blonde. Following up on my question last week, Matt seemed to agree with me that the Supreme Court overturning California's gay marriage ban was wrong. If a state passed Richard's law banning rap music, would it also be wrong for the Supreme Court to overturn it? Now, see, this is very interesting. Would we be would we be better off under the original framework, the original system that said? The federal constitution applies uh, to the federal government only, and states are free to regulate everything they see fit. Police powers belong to the states. Now, there's a time, not pretty recently, in fact, within the last few years, that I, and maybe I still hold this position, I don't know, this is um, an area that I am thinking about a lot more critically recently. Because there was a time where I would have said, yeah, but you got to have some some membership in the club. If we don't have a common set of values, then why the hell do we have a a country and a common defense? Um, But you can see how any and all of these tools of federal power get abused. And if the people, like we had the caller earlier, the the guy from Utah, and they've decided that they want to crack down on their degeneracy more or their perceived degeneracy, if you don't accept the premise, that they don't like the gambling. They don't like the pornography. In Richard's case, he doesn't like the rap music, as you're referencing. Is it better for the federal government to go into Utah or Richardistan, whatever the state is, and tell them you must allow this on behalf of the federal First Amendment? Or is it better to have a system where the states determine their own policies on all of these things and we allow the states to compete and suffer the consequences both positively, I shouldn't say suffer, experience the consequences both positively and negatively of their policy choices. Right. I don't think that it's... Banning rap music is not a policy I would want in my state. But let's say the state of Florida wanted to do that. Should I go there and say, no, 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 on behalf of me from, you know, 2,000 miles away in Montana, you must, you must subject... All little girls to rap music. I know there's a difference between allowing it and forcing them to listen to it, coercing them into it. I guess what I'm saying is the the damage done by a federal government that is far too strong, I think, is worse than the, the potential damage done in a state that I disagree with. So I actually would be in favor. I think the the more I think about this, the more I talk it through. I would be in favor. I think we probably should go back to the original system where the federal constitution applies only to the federal government. Congress can't make a law about rap music, but if the state of Utah or whatever state wants to, yeah, and and I'll decide. I'll make an informed decision. Do I want to live in that state or do I not? And if I hate the policy in my state, I can work to change it here. Or if it sucks too bad, I'll head on over to Wyoming or wherever I want to go. I think that's the correct solution rather than. I agree. Forcing my way on these states, I the, pursuing policies I disagree with. 
Troy Boy, over the past couple of years, various companies have been announcing the option to opt out of Mother's Day and Father's Day marketing. What thoughts, if any, do you have on what appears could be a growing trend? I'm sort of of two minds on this and can appreciate the distinction between customers can opt out and we won't acknowledge it at all. Wait. The companies are announcing that. that. Can, I, can I amend my prior comments really quickly? Yes. If we could start over, if we could start clean, that's what I would do, by the way. I understand that we live in a situation now where we have a whole mountain of Supreme Court precedent that says the federal constitution applies to the states and through the 14th Amendment and all this. If we're going to maintain that premise, then, you know, we, we have cases like I'll think of it. Think of it, another example. The First Amendment protected that Washington coach who prayed on the 50 yard line. Right. And I. If if we're going to accept this premise that the First Amendment applies to states, great, follow through on that. But if we're if we're starting fresh, what I'm talking about with the prior question is clean slate. How do we design this the system from the ground up? I want to be clear in how I frame that, just because I don't want to I don't want to like surrender this point and then have it weaponized against us as it as it often is. Us. To, yeah, you. Weaponized against you. They'll weaponize it against you. I don't know. Maybe. I don't understand this next question. Are are companies allowing customers to opt out? Let me read it through once more. Over the past couple of years, various companies have been announcing the option to opt out of Mother's Day and Father's Day marketing. What thoughts, if any, do you have on what appears to be a growing trend? I'm sort of two minds on this, and I can appreciate the distinction between customers can opt out and won't acknowledge it at all. So I assume they probably have emails that go out or other forms of marketing and they say do you do you not care about our father's day specials or do you not care about our mother's day specials is this because of of the gender thing or because of the single parent thing i don't even know yeah i wonder it's like do you hate the tranny propaganda because we'll but you still love our company we'll send you promotionals with no tranny stuff it's really they're catering i'm in um i don't i don't really have a strong opinion about this I, i guess i need to think about it more I suppose hmm. I, I agree with anything that's going to give the consumer more power and choice. But also, I that's, hate that companies are opting out of I also, stuff like this. On the other side, I kind of want to know what if you're going to advertise them at all. I kind of want to know what your what your company values are. And you're perfectly right. entitled to keep those to yourself. If you're okay, a brand okay, yeah. that sells whatever product, and you say we are product brand, come purchase our excellent product made by brand okay i'm not going to demand to know what you think about transgenderism or gay marriage or something but if you say that to only people on the side like by the way we really love tranny propaganda we really love transing the kids me hiding that from my knowledge is actually kind of uh, deny denying information from my consumer choice in a weird way just shielding myself from what they truly believe Am I going to say no? They shouldn't do that. They should. You have to market to all consumers the exact same. You can't tailor your ads. Oh man, that is kind of a weird predicament. Like just a weird thing to think about. Do you want them to hide it from you, or do you want to see it straight up? What I want them to do is just sell me product brand. Do you exist to make product brand? Then tell me about product brand. Yep. That's it. Those were the good old days. This is, a, this is a trap, too. Are you ready for this one? Are you taking it or am I? It's you. Yeah. Dawn Key Dicks. 
Don Kedix. <laughs> as parents, Very good. what will your policies be on swear words from your kids as well as your own use of swear words around them? I'm already in trouble for this. I'm in trouble. What, I'm not good around it. We've been cleaning up our act. What age would you be comfortable dropping F-bombs in front of your kids? Now, the thing is, obviously... I am not offended by words, generally speaking, and I'm not going to be offended by my kids' words, and I don't want my son or future children to be offended by words. But I understand that my job, first and foremost, as dad, is to make the world out there navigable for my kids. And if I raise them to believe they can say whatever the hell they want and not in front of yeah. and not have any kind of consequence for that, that's misleading them about the nature of society. So. I have to be more thoughtful, and my wife will certainly tell me that I need to be, and I will admit that I need to be. But some words are just funny, God <laughs> Anyway, it, it's my job to make sure he can navigate the world. I'm doing a disservice to him if I lead him to believe that you can just say crazy shit and not yeah. experience consequences for it. People so should probably stop around 18 months. Mm -hmm. I'm just getting my act together now. My daughter's three. Has so. she said any of the bad words? She said motherfucker one time. <laughs> that will be and my wake up And that's when call. I was like, this ends now. And she yeah. hasn't said anything bad. We already kind of have to speak in the code, not necessarily the swear word code, but even though he's not speaking fully, he, he obviously knows certain words. So he loves going to the park. And so the park is the P word. No, not that P word. It's the park. Because if we say park, all of a sudden he knows. And if we don't go to the park, it's a, it's a whole ordeal. It's over. For well, he you. loves yeah. getting in my dad's truck. So truck is T word. No, not that T word. Uh, yeah, you got you to gotta censor for to to curtail the child excitement sometimes, too. Yeah. Expatriate. Okay. You're up. Right? Uh, me. What are some reasons that I shouldn't repatriate? Why spend more time energy with an unhealthy and hostile society and culture or creating one from nothing instead of joining one abroad that already exists? Uh, if you find a culture that's more closely aligned with your values, like, and you're American, I think that repatriation is totally appropriate because we don't have a strong ethnic heritage. If you lived in like Scotland and you wanted to repatriate because you were part Italian, I'd be like, just stay in Scotland. Just, you know, try to improve the country that, that you're in. But if you're I'm American, I'm like, yeah, I assume if you're repatriating that you're going to some ethnic homeland of yours, right? Yeah, I would like to know where he's thinking about going. And in general, I, I like the idea of standing and fighting for the place that you live and all that. It's sort of weird from an American perspective, too. And I assume maybe he's American thinking about leaving. But yeah. in a lot of other countries, moving from state to state in the U.S. in many ways is like moving from country to country in other parts of the world. Yeah, we have a common right. federal government. But like if you move from new york to montana or like florida to washington or something some very different places very and not just in their the natural state of the world but in the people and the culture all of those things so i certainly love the ability to leave a state if it sucks and, and go to somewhere better so if yeah i mean i i don't think that there's anything wrong with what he's talking about necessarily i just it i find it regrettable because i want someone else to fiddle with as the titanic sinks but i'll find somebody else i guess and good luck in your decision yep 
Crazy Custodian says, hypothetical aliens attack and justify their actions by saying the U.S. government killed and tortured other aliens. The U.S. government denies such actions. Who do you believe? The aliens. The aliens. Duh. In <laughs> fact, I think the aliens are uh, federal plants. The aliens are yeah. trying. The, the, the aliens are feds. Fed, fed, and fed, 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 fed. The feds know that they've lost their credibility, so they've deployed the aliens knowing we will be sympathetic. Yep. Okay. I'm yeah. in. I'm, I'm in. There's almost um, now the real the real dilemma: feds or cyclists. That's how you really. I I can't pick a team. Are you serious? I kill all the feds every time. I would rather live in a in a world filled with only cyclists than feds. It's only cyclists. What's the difference, man? They're they're of equal threat to your prosperity. <sighs> Crazy town. All right, cheesemaker. High fags. If you're forced today to place a bet with your life savings on who'll be president at the end of 2024, who would you put your money on? I'm going with Ron DeSantis on this one. Uh, I'm betting on Joe Biden. <laughs> really? The question, the premise is who is the president for the the start of the next term? Yeah. I think this is 2025, right? He's saying after yeah, the election. Yeah, yeah. Start of the next term. Uh, if If you said generic Democrat, like maybe they install someone else. I would say 99% confidence, generic Democrat. The only the only hesitation I have against Joe Biden is will the powers that be keep him in power or will they replace him with some know. other person? I uh, I hope for the best with any challenger. And, and I certainly worst. will. Uh, I will continue talking about all of this and I will do my civic duty to vote, even though that seems like a fool's errand these days and Blonde would tell me it is. And I will... Do it's what okay. I can to to. It's gonna be a sad a, day when you lose hope. I'm like, wow, it really is over. You know, I, I lost a lot of it in the midterm. The the ahistoric midterm election of 2022. It was really funny. Oh, you guys needed better candidates like John Fetterman. <laughs> I mean, it's like I said that if Nancy Pelosi held the gavel, I knew that it would be fully. Uh, it would be fully insane. Just whatever. Use the word. I like rigged how that's what gotcha. Nancy Pelosi makes, makes almost did. Up. It was very, very close. So, anyway, um, I, for, I forgot the premise of the question, but I think I answered it right. Um, yes, uh, Mr. Ed, can a jury system work without a religious and moral people? It seems that in places that lack morals, it devolves into a method to free friends and crush enemies, regardless of guilt. Uh, no, of course not. How could a jury system that the if the people lack morality, the jury system? is made up by people how could it not be anything but inherently and, amoral and even if i wanted to make the greatest if i wanted to immoral. steal a man that position and say it's the jury's job to be robotic in its application of the law the law says abc you apply it abc independent of your emotions and all of that well who makes the law totally. it's those yep. same people in a broader population and so if they're all degenerates who lack a moral core they make absurd laws with no moral basis whatsoever, then you're sending robots to enforce law that was immoral in its basis to begin with. I, I do think that juries should be impartial and adhere to the rule of law over their own personal moral judgment, generally speaking. But that's got to have some limitations because if there's no moral basis in the society at large to create the laws in the first place, then what the hell are you enforcing? Pure injustice, most likely. So, yeah, I, it, we're, we're watching it in real time. We're watching all the, the nonsense that happens when, when people are either godless or have created false gods. 
right. and it's hopefully this gets turned around, but uh, <laughs> it's kind of like turning around the Titanic, man. The turn is not sharp enough, or at least to avoid the iceberg. We're not, we don't have the turning power on this ship. There's too many Titanic references. It's one per show maximum that I've already capped it out. Anyway, Gilgamesh. Uh, uh, hey, is this mine? Sorry. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, hey, hey, Blonde Matt. Do you see that Mel Gibson is making a four-part documentary about the child sex trafficking? That's news to me. I did see. I'm super excited. I think he's filming Passion of the Christ, too. And he's looking so hot these days. I've seen the beard. He's all pumped again. He's all jacked again. Somebody tweeted at me, and it just said, we're back. I had a picture of Mel Gibson. All <laughs> is it actually jacked. Passion of the Christ, too? Or is uh, there, I, does it have I another title? Know. I'm going to look it up. You want to read the next one while I evaluate? Oh, sure. oh it's Passion of the Christ Resurrection. It's um, coming ineptious. out next year. Would you all visit Moscow? Uh, if I send you a visa invitation and once everything has calmed down for y'all in life, of course, why or why not? Um, I can't because I'm married to a fed. Fed, 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 fed. Um, but I legit don't think that. Do military personnel count as feds? I guess kind of. Of course. They're employees of the federal government. They're employees, but they're not like agents of federal law enforcement. Yes, they are. That's exactly what they do. No, they, they, they uh, a, a military service member has no authority to come arrest you. Yeah, they're but not, you know, they, they fuck things up way. in other countries. Yeah, and I guess uh, it's a question. Generally speaking, they're, they're not supposed to be deployed domestically in that way, but uh, yeah. we do I know get there's National Guard deployments for... But they will. Yeah, I wonder what the exact rules are, um, because we do get National Guard deployment for various law enforcement assistance from time to time. But my understanding is it's you. I mean, you got to declare martial law, right? I guess he would be he would be a law enforcement agent in the context of martial law. And that's pretty much it. Then he's a fed. He's fed capable. I'm I'm fed adjacent. Yeah. Would Would I go to Moscow? Um, I it's a place that I would have interest in visiting given the tensions between the two countries right now. I would not just cause I, I just worry about what would happen if things got really crazy. So I'm just going to sit tight where I am, but I think it'd be an interesting place to check out. Totally. Ashwin thoughts on a country like Switzerland, despite being a country of three passionate and strained ethnic groups, namely French, Italian, and German, they've managed to create one of one of the, if not the, freest and most stable nations in, on the planet. Somehow they've balanced being homogenous and is it hetero? Do you pronounce it heterogeneous, heterogeneous. or okay? Heterogeneous. For example, they do, uh, they don't have a common language among the citizens, but they have better, but they are better united than most homogeneous, uh, homogenous. It's that time of night. Homogenous nations in Europe, like Italy, France, etc. Uh, I don't know anything about Switzerland. I guess I could take your your premises to be true. Um, how I guess I guess my question is how heterogeneous or how diverse is the combination of French, Italians, and Germans? That's like that's mini diversity, but it's not you know it's yeah, not it's the like full, white diversity. The, Everybody's the still spectrum of, polite and not robbing each other. Isn't that really what matters? I don't, you know, yeah, I don't I, I don't discount that there's major ethnic diversity amongst white people. Um, that being said, when you get a bunch of disparate white people together, things are usually fine. I would be curious how it functions without uh, some common language, though. That seems 
very difficult. Everybody speaks all the languages, but a lot of European countries are like that. Like, yes, um, my friend is married to a Slovenian man, and he speaks seven languages. I don't want to do that. Just give me one. One's hard enough. I I mess it up half the time. Oh no! Am I gonna say it? Am I gonna say it? Okay. (laughs) Niggets and faggers. I think that's allowed. Yeah. That was close. Is faggers? I said the N word. Faggers allowed. Um, A few weeks ago, I got asked a controversial question about public lynchings, and you guys surprisingly got taken aback by it. Especially you, blonde, the self-professed blonde Fuhrer. I didn't mean lynch all black people or queer people. (laughs) I was asking between Black Lives Matter rioters and LGBTQ groomers. Got it. Which do you think deserves to be punished? Specific crime committers. Yes. Now that the gay war has begun. Uh, I guess we know the answer. It's only a matter of time until pedophiles will be accepted entirely by leftists. And when we start seeing an increase of molestation and transitioning cases with the young in schools, that will be the final straw that will make people finally fight back. Do you see a future where this will escalate to utter chaos in the streets countrywide in order to chase out trainees from society? I mean, the the thing about dealing, okay, dealing with these black people is going to create a chaos in the street situation. Dealing with trannies, it's like, it's a targeted thing, you know? There really aren't that many of them. And they don't have. Do I have to talk about Pinochet again and what Pinochet did? He only <laughs> killed like 3000 people and he got the entire country under control. That like was that targeted is just, just the squads. right size Holocaust, you know? Yeah. I don't want to kill all these gender confused <laughs> teenagers, you yeah. know, the mini because cost. They, they're subjected to this. You know, I don't I don't. But I but like all the people that are indoctrinating te- teenagers and children with this. Yeah. Like they need to they need to be whacked well if you um, if if you talk like if the premise here is pedophiles and i did i didn't interpret the original question to mean like actual pedophiles mm-hmm. um yeah the in any context including this one those are people who deserve some of the most severe forms of punishment we can we can dish out because that totally. is a crime i mean I, people will make the argument and we've talked about it before i don't think it's uh one that is a crazy take, but we talked about rape versus murder and, and I was entertaining the, the idea that rape is a worse crime than murder because you survive to relive it every day. That's kind of the argument that's, that's so made. That's I know you don't grant that, but, but when done to a child, child molestation, Oh that, yeah. Fuck those people that will, uh, psychologically damage that child for life. That will, inhibit that child's ability to have a functioning family him or herself in the future Mm -hmm. to the point that you made prior well at least you still have the opportunity if you're dead you don't but uh it's a severely inhibited opportunity and that's why i would yeah that well if the premise is that uh, we're gonna have to deal with like the most murderous gang members of chicago and baltimore versus the worst actual pedophiles of pride month I guess if I accept the premise that the that killing someone is the worst thing that you can do to them, worse than even molesting them as a child, which is a very contentious debate here about the, what the worst crime is. If, if murder is truly the worst, then you got to stop the murderers. But the correct answer is both. You should severely punish both crimes. Uh, no, I mean, I don't know. I kind of feel for Black Lives Matter rioters because... What? I do, because All it's right. like... It's like pit bull maulings. I mean, I advocate, of course, for the euthanization of every single pit bull on the face of the earth. I've heard. However, when they maul a child in its crib, like, you know, pit bulls are just going to be pit bulls. They're just. They're That's just really doing... the fault of whoever put that crib there. It's 
it's the fault of the people that were breeding pimps. That's, that's all I'm to say about that. But like when I look at all these like black people looting, I'm like, it's like they can't even they can't even help themselves. You know? <laughs> now, uh, what I need to the definitive... thing they can help themselves. Okay, they know what they're doing. Well, not the these female black trannies. Are just like, oh, I got I got Nikes. I need some Nikes. Not the female trannies. Yeah. Okay, I'm running into a problem. I need the definitive list of who has agency and who does not. Uh, we're gonna have to punish a lot of women. Like, okay. I don't see a way around this without punishing a lot of women. Okay. Uh, we'll start there and come back, I guess. We'll work on the list. Did I read that one? No. Yeah, you did, because it, oh, okay. uh, the, it was the difficult to say name. The dangerous name. Zazie McTazbot says, um, question, we're halfway through June and things have not gone as expected. I think Chick-fil-A, Target, Starbucks. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. So think Chick-fil-A, Target, Starbucks. Is the Chick-fil-A one, did that become realized? I know they had some like diversity, equity, and inclusion thing within them. Are people legit yeah. boycotting Chick-fil-A? I don't know because we don't have Chick-fil-A in this town. If we did, I would... I think they are. I want I want some Chick-fil-A right now. That would be a very difficult boycott for me because Chick-fil-A... The, part, the reason I love it so much is because I can never have it. So when I do have it, it's awesome. Anyway, is all this fighting over butt-fucking worth it or did we lose the gay war in the 80s? <laughs> Thanks it's worth the, it because they're coming after the kids in the 80s they were just like gays just wanted to have per, you know promiscuous sex in bathhouses and give each other the bug but now it's become this big pedophilic thing and if as a society right. if you aren't protecting the children like what the fuck are you even yeah, doing right it's it, protecting it's the only protect, thing protecting the family is always worth it for its own sake uh, yeah and if you die doing it, well, you died for a worthy cause. If you're going to live in a in a society where the family is destroyed by tranny terminators, uh, do I want to live in service to those to those creatures? Absolutely not. So it it is a worthwhile fight, and I I feel conflicted about it because on the one hand, I notice around town here that the trannydom has been toned down a degree or two. It's not absent. But I do think the Bud Light effect is is kind of real. That there is a yeah. there's a hesitation to go all in on the pride displays, and I, the reason I'm conflicted about that is not because I, I I'm, I'm glad to see the propaganda dying, but I don't want myself to feel too happy about it because again it's it's inching closer to a status quo from ten years ago or twenty years ago. It's hard for me to think of that as a win. Oh man, we really that's awesome. We returned to like something close to a state of normalcy but that's how conditioned we are by just the insanity right now that that a return to something semi-normal feels like right. a huge win yeah juggernaut right. the destroyer says hello trip in nick ors have either of you used chat gpt not personally yeah. the only my only experience is when people sent me things that chat gpt wrote about this show that was it yeah i've used it um it's frightening, but I'm less concerned than a lot of other people are. Hmm. I, I I'm I'm in the concerned camp about these these robot minds, but I don't know. I guess that's just because I watched The Matrix and it <laughs> it seemed too true to me. Uh, speaking of names like that, remember uh, Steve Kerr, the basketball great and the coach of mm -hmm. the uh, the Golden State Warriors. He has a son. His name is named Kid Nick. Nick. Kerr. Why? There's another Nick Kerr 
who works on ABC's political reporting team. So somehow a guy got a job in political journalism named Nick Kerr. How? Yeah. He's at, look up, I'm going to, I'm going to, Nick Kerr, (laughs) ABC News. It doesn't even seem real. Nicholas Kerr, digital news associate. So he might not be politics specifically, but I saw his name on some piece of their political reporting. And uh, yeah, his um, his Instagram is Nick.Kerr. Nick.Kerr. His latest post is him, is him standing in front of the Capitol. Well done, Nick Kerr, if you could overcome that name. Really, really good job. Your, your parents threw you a real obstacle, but you've overcome it. Okay. Let's catch up with our chatters uh, over on Odyssey. Rowdy dude says, Matt, you must eliminate the J's and the N's to get rid of the cyclists. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up the good work. Well, maybe this is how I'll come around and I'll see it clearly. If, if, that, Hitler, uh, baby. if that's how we get to the to the final solution for the cyclist problem. Maybe now I understand. Yeah. Uh, Sch- Schindler's fist. <laughs> Why aren't there more comedies in the movie review? So many classics you're all forgetting. Um, have you watched Schindler's List yet? Thanks and love the show. We have. Not... It is the most hilarious movie I've ever seen. That's what he was getting at. It's a comedy, I guess. Yeah. I was going to take the premise seriously. and Because and, actually the premise is kind of true. There aren't a lot of comedies that we are. Uh... Yeah. I, I have seen, seriously speaking, I have seen uh, seen Schindler's List in school at some point. Oh, I show that to you in school. I remember seeing it in school, but it, that was a long time ago. God, it was so um, masturbatory. That movie. I barely it's remember anything Steven about it. Steven Spielberg. It's how dare know. you? He it, made Jurassic park. He all is forgiven. Whatever. It's also so long. I think it's like three and a half hours long. Okay, I just remember thinking guy. like, can they kill all these Jews? So this movie's over, <laughs> please. Like, this is three Not and a half fast hours enough. long. I I was told the pace was very, very quick. This is way too slow. I thought they had gas chambers. What is taking so long? Okay. Uh, Over on Rumble. Let's see. Oh, I got to I lost my place here. Okay. Laser says, has Matt ever seen Network from 1976? Oh, that movie's amazing. I was telling you and Derek about it. Okay. That, That was one you guys were talking about. Oh yeah, that okay. movie's awesome. It's it's weird. It's kind of like I think it kind of conquers too many themes. Like I think the director was like a little ambitious hmm. thematically, but it is so good. I wonder if you would like Network. Bert says I'm just enjoying Citizen Kane while I eat this milk poured uh <laughs> this milk poured first cereal. I also know how to wipe. I just don't <laughs> think bidets are for Dude. dudes. I was uh, using my bidet yesterday and I just could not think about you like what it looks like when you're standing up fully and wiping your I, eyes. I, I still, we had, I don't want to revisit this conversation because it, it became a source of like outrageous comedy with my family afterwards because no way. Were they know, like, I, what are you doing? No, no, there there's, I, I was looking this up and it is a pretty even split among uh, society about people's tactics in their ass wiping. And that's part of the reason the conversation becomes so hilarious in the same way I kind of did at the end of the stream last week. It's because people have done one particular way their entire life and they don't really think about how other people do. 
And so when they're confronted with the idea that other people use a different method, it's very jarring to them. Wait, this is not a philosophical thing. Yes, it is. I'm just saying that the way you do this is weird and hilarious. You're I, telling I me still, that other, for all of other people, Christians since do the same thing? For, the other, for all the people who are anti-standing, I still don't understand your tactics because you're telling me that you're not sitting on the toilet when you do it. Or are you? No, you're sitting on the toilet. Right, but you're see, not sticking you're, your toilet. You're no, sticking no, your hand no, in the bowl. No, you're not. You very lean close. Forward. You lean forward. Very you're already close. Wiping, you're already wiping your ass. What you're difference does it make? You're your hand across the toilet seat. No, you're not. You lean forward. There's no contact. What yeah. do you do? You stand up fully, legs straight, and then you like bend over at 90 degrees and no, wipe your butt. you just wipe your ass. There's no You are not over. getting depth of crack by <laughs> okay. doing that. There's no way. The, there, I, my depth is excellent. Uh, do you, I don't know if you have an abnormally deep crack. You, it's not that hard. I do. I do. I've yeah. I've got a deep butt crack. You know, do you have a shallow of, butt crack? Is this, this is some weird Scandinavian aside, thing? But I was. Uh, this is tangentially related. Have you ever seen? It is an aside. I'm not. I'm not trying to avoid <laughs> my defense of the standing community because I will defend them. I will stand for the standard. Standards as <laughs> the chatter. So Leslie, but have you ever seen a picture of John Lennon's ass crack next to Yoko Ono? Let me see if I can it's find it. It's short, one. right? The, okay. John Let me, um, ass crack. Can I show so, that on YouTube or is that a violation? I guess I should probably be, be safe. But there is a, a, a tweet that I could send you. Oh, he's got a really long butt crack. His is a really like short butt a crack. mile long and hers is like two inches long. This can't be real. John Lennon, just, I, I don't think I could put this on screen because YouTube might bust me for that. John Lennon, Yoko Ono, butt crack. Just, uh, is this give, real? Just give that a search on your own time, an image search, and you will okay, find- Okay, his butt crack is too long and her butt crack is too is simply too short. You will find the exact photo that I'm talking about. It's both of them naked kind of looking back at you. And his butt, his ass crack is halfway, halfway up his back, all right? And hers, like, I don't even- <laughs> And the, the 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 commentary on this image—you don't really appreciate having a normal-sized butt crack until you see, two, see until you see two people on the outer edges of the spectrum like this. Yeah, he's like three standard deviations long butt crack, and she's like three standard deviations short butt crack. I wonder if there's different if there's a difference in their approaches. They had a child. Like, how is that's dysgenic? What kind I'm of team maybe it evened for out. Yoko Ono and John Lennon? They should have <laughs> maybe it evened out and they got a normal ass crack person out of it, so that was good. Oh, god, anyway, I gotta, re- I gotta get back to the chats, but thank you, Bert. You're doing everything you can to enrage me. I'm not necessarily well, no, I don't know. I'm no, I'm just gonna leave the ass wipe conversation there. I'm gonna stop. Let's see. Actually, the worst part of his chat was enjoying Citizen Kane, but that's its own separate conversation. Hottie Twerkman says Dollar Tree sells high-quality paracord from China. Don't be alarmed. Um, I didn't get my paracord at, uh, at at Dollar Tree, but I actually do not know its country of origin. I wouldn't be able to tell you, so I'm not I'm not uh, sure if it's Chinese in origin or not. Uh, Bert says, I'm seriously annoyed by this 28th Amendment nonsense. My commie excuse for a governor made a misleading commercial lying about it. They're going to omit the part that says repeal the second. Yeah, uh, Gavin Newsom is proposing like a, a, a new gun laws by constitutional amendment. And he thinks he can get it done by convention of states. Good luck. Yeah. All the best to you, man. I can't wait to see it. But uh, Bert says, we need uh, that blonde limited edition soap. I think it may end up being a women's line of soap. Excited to hear... Uh, 
what they're what'll uh, what it'll be called. More collabs, please. It's called Schindler, Schindler's List. The soap one, yeah. All right, can't wait to try it. It smells like uh, poison gas and ashes. <laughs> I'm guessing. I feel like if I said that, you'd be like, oh. <laughs> It smells like chocolate chip cookies that were never yeah. baked. That's what it smells like. It smells like chocolate chip cookie dough because there wasn't enough oven capacity to cook it. I'm going to get an email from Hero Soap like right now. Like, we would like to discontinue this partnership. I'm just going to lean in. Anyway, Bert says, uh, sorry I excluded you from the last, uh, from the watch question. I assume you uh, only wear your brother's old watch and didn't care for other watches. I'm looking to add a high-end watch. Uh, and I only have a guess uh, as in a guess brand watch. Um, yeah. I'm not like brand loyal. I just, to, to the prior discussion, I think, I think a nice watch is a classy piece of accessorizing for a man to look classy without dabbling in homosexuality. <laughs> yeah. You know, this, yeah. You have to go extreme for a guy to be like, look at how gay his watch is. It's got to be really yeah. out there. Like so gay. Yeah. Bert says, I just hate that jerk Kerr. I made a post debunking his bull conference lecture. Think about doing a newsome one anti to a bull. I assume you're talking about uh, Steve Kerr, right? He's, he's pretty yeah. political. Uh, thank you, Bert. We're all set there. Uh, D live uh, LJ. Thanks for supporting the show. I might've been late to get to that one, but thank you, man. And we're good on Odyssey. So we can close out with YouTube and, uh, and tippy and call it a night. Sure. The dancing Israeli says respect to Nick Mex, doc and Timmy for not apologizing and boycotting call of duty could be another Gamergate. Nobody does it better than the two time. I heard they did not apologize. Yeah. Other people joined it since we talked about it on Sunday, as in other guys who had their, their skins in the game, their costumes in the game. Like I said, I, uh, I don't know what's going on in call of duty these days. I'm out, but this might have, uh, some legs to it, which I like to video games per, per Gamergate were compromised early and often when all of these, uh, nefarious forces of influence were destroying a once great genre of, uh, entertainment. Yeah, And so I like to see a, the pushback is like a decade too late, but hey, better late than never. I'm glad it's finally happening. Uh, Ryan. Um, Ryan, God, again, Ryan. thank you. Oh my gosh. Ryan, a man is of his morals. I hate, I donate this money, you. but yet You're to very learn special. good values from you two is priceless. Um, I've been listening to both of you since 2019. Hirschfield says hi. Oh, thank you so much. Wow, how generous. Really appreciate it, man. And and not only your support for the show, but that you find so much value in it uh, on a personal level. That that means a lot to me. And and whenever people talk about that they've found community in this show or they've found clarity in an insane world or that they've just found... I, I understand you might listen to this show and think there's no clarity or coherence in it whatsoever. Half the time... And you'd they be say, right. Yeah, <laughs> but just... It, it means a lot to me to to know that you found a place that helps make a little bit more sense of the world. And that's the reason I continue doing it myself, too. It's not as though I sit here pretending I have all the answers. There's a million questions about the world I have no idea about. But I feel like through interacting with, with the audience and and uh, and everybody who's involved with this show that that I gain clarity myself. So. It, it's absolutely mutual. And thank you for keeping the operation running, man. I, I really oh. appreciate it. 
See, I got to reload. Um, Thunderstorm says most of ancient Europe ate one meal per day around noon and had a snack in the morning and evening. I've tried this. It's epic. Well, meal discipline is, is it's like the hardest part of staying in, in decent shape to me is, is eating discipline. No, it's Um, so hard. So once, and I've really, I've really like, now that we've been involved in this move, it's convenience food, you know, it's pizza, it's sandwiches, it's, you know, all the high calorie processed stuff that I Dude, shouldn't it's be so bad during pregnancy too. I don't know yeah. why, but at once we're settled going in, I'm going to get back on it. And I have the best results when I really limit my nighttime eating, like a, yeah. a really responsible dinner and don't eat late night at all. That's when I, that's when I'm at my best. And it's just, hey, so I started your maintain. pickles, carrots thing. Yeah. That's, that's a great cheat good. food, man. Yeah. It's great. Cheap. You can, you can eat um, pretty much as much of that as you want and it won't, uh, but you're in Whoa. position to cheat. I mean, you're pregnant. I'm not in position. I, no, to... no, no, no. I gained 40 pounds in my last pregnancy. Yeah. This pregnancy, I'm starting off 10 pounds heavier. So hmm. I cannot gain more than like 25 pounds. All right. Pickles and carrots it is, kid. Sorry. All I want to eat is filet of fish. Huh. Isn't that supposedly, are you not supposed to eat fish? No, it's fine. Oh. You're not supposed to eat excessive amounts of big eyed tuna. Uh-huh. But everything else is fine. You Except mean specifically Vader. the McDonald's thing, or just I? I no, it's you know I want I want a McDonald's fillet of fish. Like yeah. I want one all the time. I don't know why. So Can't tell fun. you the last time I had one. I'm gonna vomit. Okay, Seth Bader, Blonde, I think you should do some searching for a Melkite Catholic parish near you. It's more based like Orthodox Church and has beautiful iconic iconography. I'm literate. At least the one I go to does. I bet there is nothing like that out here. But I'll look. Thank you, Seth. Um, Holden says, hi, Blonde. Sunday, I congratulated Matt on his family expansion. I didn't know you were expecting. Congrats to you. I pray for blessings for both of your families. Build those armies. God bless. Yes, I really wish I wouldn't have announced so early, but I was just so sick. I'm not even nine weeks yet, and I'm like, fuck, if I have a miscarriage, I'm going to have to like come back here all humble and be like, whoa, I lost the baby. I don't want to tell everybody that. Hmm. So this was a mistake. You guys took a real risk. Uh, you told who, everybody when she was like six weeks pregnant. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it was a similar position where I, I would rather just the speculation was going to run rampant. Yeah. And I would rather just be upfront about the speculation. My wife, of course, has the it's not an identical situation. Obviously, you have to be on the Internet directly. My yeah. wife is is sheltered through me. And so if we were to experience that. It's not like she has to go on and personally discuss it. Although, of course, it would be difficult for me to discuss, too. But it's not the same. It's not the exact same thing. Yeah. And so if one of us were going to discuss it publicly, obviously, I think it's much easier for me to do that than it would be for her. That's and, true. Uh, so that's that's never a risk that was in play for us. On that one Sunday, though, I had to get up and throw up three times. Yeah. Well, like there was just no I mean, there was no hiding it. People, you people were going to probably guess that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I could have lied about it though for a while. Um, I think the oh, Liren says congrats to both of you. Thank you so much. Thank you much. Okay, right. uh, I, think I think we're all set. Right, looks good on Rumble. We're good on D Live. We're good on Odyssey, and we're good on YouTube and Tippy. So that will uh, call it a show, or make it a show. And uh, that's great because we ran a full two and a half hour stream without any technical issues, as far as I can tell. So. That's uh, one area of stress that is now off my mind. It's, it's good to know. And 
Um, thank you guys for uh, for joining the show tonight. And of course, we'll be back on Sunday. There won't be any stream interruption. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday as usual, and I'll be back with my own uh, individual videos next Wednesday. So I hope everything is as seamless as possible. You won't experience any interruptions. And uh, we'll catch you back here on Sunday. Thanks and have a great night.